0: You. He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's
1: what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check
0: out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that,
2: dude.
1: He's a modern day Yoda.
2: I'm your bearer. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We
3: came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's
0: good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible.
4: The phone
1: and you don't, so you will listen
0: to every damn word I have
1: to
5: say. This is the Mike Rutherford show on the Big X.
1: Sportos and motor hits, geek bloods, waste oils, dweebies they all adore it, they think he's a righteous dude. <laughs>
2: September 28th, do you
1: This time that I'm giving,
4: I'm no longer one of those guys. As sure as I live, this love
1: that I give is gonna be yours until the day that I die. So forever, I'm gonna love you forever.
4: This is Spirit's 90s music. Forever. You know, but you know I do. This is one of my favorite songs. Randy Travis rules. Uh, I mean, I couldn't even tell I don't think I can name another Randy Travis song, but I do love this song. That's all you
2: know about Randy Travis? I'm
4: very limited in you know, naming my songs. <laughs> well, this is the one that I think you would know. Yeah, my mom just takes me; she's listening. She loves this song too.
6: Good. Me and Nancy on the same wavelength. And and Scoots. Scoots again, early yeah. '90s country. He's
4: on top of it, but it's is Travis. Season. One that got in trouble. He, he got in some issues with like DUIs and stuff, didn't he? At one point. Did he? I thought he did. Didn't he like run over a cross or something at a church? That doesn't sound good. <laughs> I can't remember I think this is not like recently or something, especially
6: in his line of work. That doesn't sound great. I sound like I'm talking into a cup again. Is that a, do I sound okay to you? Uh yeah, you sound okay. fine to
4: me. Oh. I, mean, I mean, like as good as you normally sound. No,
6: thank you. Uh the, the weird thing about Randy Travis is he's like I, I think 62 now. He's like early 60s. 64. 64. Okay. So, you know, he was you know, I was like Young boy listening to early 90s country music. My mom is what she always had in the car. And, you know, he looked like he was 62 back then. It's been 30 years. Like, he was,
4: he was younger than I was when he was singing these songs, which is crazy. Right, I don't know how I remember this. In 2012, Travis was arrested in January 12th. We was found parked outside a church in, in Sanger, Texas. That's why I, was, I guess I was thinking the cross or something. Uh, he was found sitting outside of his car with an open bottle of wine and smelling of alcohol. I guess he just. A little bit different than dragging over across. <laughs> I love how you always get some of
6: the details right. Like these obscure stories, you get the details, but then, but then it's just like, it's. You've, I remember created, you've created other things that just did not happen that are so absurd. I just remember there being a church involved. He's just ripping over across in the middle
4: of the like just, lot. He's driving down it's like dragging behind him. <laughs> he's, he's like, okay.
6: All right. Uh, I want to take a few texts from you guys. Um, because you guys have thoughts on the question that I, I uh, served up there right before the break about sports gambling, would you like it incorporated in the show in some capacity? I do want to ask this before we go to the text line, though from you. We haven't done this all week, and we've only got a day left until game day. Where's the TK confidence level for Friday against Cincy State? 1 to 10, 1 meaning no way in hell we win, 10 meaning absolute guarantee that we win.
4: I'm a little, a little more nervous than I probably should be. Okay. Because it's a road game. And we don't know what we're going to look like in a true road game yet. Um, I mean, the two road games we were in, I think Georgia Tech did have probably the majority of the crowd there over us, but I wouldn't say it was massively majority. And IU, I don't think, had more people than we did there, it didn't sound like. Um, So I'm going to say I'm at like a 6.9 giggity. I like that. That's, That's a good range. I mean, I'm in, I'm in, not, not yet to seven, but I'm over, I'm over five. I'll give you that. I'm there, Tim. And we're going to talk Maybe. more about the game as, as today's show goes on. And
6: certainly we'll talk about it tomorrow. I uh, want you to make me feel better and move me up to like an eight. I think goal. I can do that. Okay. If this game, just on paper, if this game were being played here or for kind of like the, even the Indiana games, or the Georgia Tech games where it's a semi neutral, semi road site, I'd feel very, very good about it. I think we're a better team than they are. I do too. I think their defense has been, you know, we're used to seeing them have really fast, athletic, freakish players on defense. They still have a couple of those, but they've been gashed by by some pretty – Notre Dame's a good offense. Um, I guess we'll find out how good they are in the next couple of weeks. But they've been gashed by some not-so-great offenses as well. And Brennan Armstrong and Robert and I have not yet been able to recapture that old Virginia magic from a couple of years ago just yet. And I think we can put pressure on them. They also don't have a ton of weapons to burn us if we don't get pressure on them. So, uh, again, we'll talk more about that as time goes on. But I – the one thing that does worry me is first true road environment. It's a blackout. They're wearing those glow in the dark uniforms, all that stuff. It's going to be a very hyped environment. NC State's been pretty good at home in conference play the last few years. They have not lost a conference home opener since we beat them in 2015 with Lamar Jackson as a freshman. Uh, when uh, it was right way after that Katina Palace stuff broke, which was a solid game, but we got the win. That's all that matters. It's all that matters. Five two four one four fourteen fifty. Texture says, can we do another B sim interview today? It didn't go well yesterday. That's on, We did not check the mics. I assumed that, the, that we had, we had three working mics in here. It turned out we had one. We had to share it. We were both standing. It was tough. He was a little quiet too. I think. I, I mean, I couldn't. It, it's, it's awkward. Like I don't want to like hug him. Like we're standing so close to each other. I'm trying to like move the mic over. The mic doesn't go all the way over there. But go to officialbcm.com if you want some of
4: you. He brought me U of L underwear. It was great. We got a poster hanging up. I'm gonna wear it for the game. Last time a man gave you underwear. Yesterday. <laughs> is it any time before then? Ah, uh, great question. That wasn't your my father. dad, maybe. Was yeah. like, that wasn't your dad, yeah. <laughs> was, hey, I you like the neighbor gave me underwear when I was seven, I'm like, oh wow. Maybe, All I know is he's looking, looking at that. He dude. gave a pair to Jack Plummer last week. Yeah,
6: Jack Plummer probably played the best game of his college career. So I'm feeling like I'm gonna have the best weekend of my adult life
4: coming up. I don't think any. I don't think I've had a non-relative give me underwear before. actually says, "Oh boy, now we." Just by mentioning lightly the Republican debate. Here we go. Oh, I'm sorry, people. Nobody
6: watched the Republican Klan debate? Maybe Steve <coughs> Rummage. How does Rummage keep catching strays? <laughs> on all this like stuff? Big, I don't know. I didn't know he was... He's like this dihard Republican. I'm unaware of. I don't of. know. I guess Donald Trump is a fraud and a loser. It's sad our country ever elected an idiot like that. Texas says, oh, the Donald Duck thing was he was Donald Ducking the debate.
4: No, oh, okay, okay, that makes more sense. See, my mind automatically so goes to Donald
6: Duck the character. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... <laughs> I think that's that's the reference, but... <laughs> it, it's it, he's not just calling him Donald Duck for no reason. He's saying he's ducking the debate. He should have been. He, he should
4: have gone different. I would have used a different phrasing.
6: There's those. Mike, do you support Trump? I mean, how? I'm surprised that we keep getting this. We got this question yesterday. I don't if support
4: someone. either one of them. I I, I do not. I <laughs> get both putzes. But oh,
6: it's Chris the plumber. He's he's the same person who asked it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's a he's a Trump guy. I think right. Yeah, he is because okay. he was like, please tell me you love Trump like I do yesterday. And that's when we were like, eh. and you said maybe the morning show. <laughs> I think
4: you get fifty percent on the morning show. Uh, yeah, you get a little bit in the afternoon too. I think I think, I think we might you, you get some. You get some Trump love here, really? A little bit. Not not in this show, maybe as much. But then again, you're not going to get much Biden love either. So yeah.
6: Texas it it was supposed to be ducking the debate. So did you all see Jawar get a segment on ESPN earlier for the NC State game promo? I didn't. I didn't I, either. I listened to his interview with Jim Rome from a couple days ago that we didn't get a chance to play because we got the audio at like five forty five. And it was it was fine. Like he didn't say anything. It was it was very much a Jeff Brom type interview where he's talking you know, very well. He's, he's being educational. He's answering the questions directly, but he's not going to give you too much. Like he, he's not going to. It's not going to be a Deion Sanders player type interview where he's like NC State bleeping sucks. Like these these guys are terrible. You know we're going to go twelve and zero. It was very much a professional, very mature interview that didn't have a, a ton of substance. But that's kind of what you want from your players on, on a national stage, right?
0: Yes. Okay.
4: Thank you for that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Texas says, when we talk about the Vavi Swami clown has beavis hair. Uh, Vivek
4: Ramaswamy's hair is it, it's out of control. Okay, that's the guy I was talking about. Yeah, who he was being blamed for uh, for supporting Hunter. Like, the guy like, that was like, you support Hunter Biden. You, and the guy that had the beavis hair was They like, were all going after him because he got the most attention in the first debate. Yeah. But yeah. his hair does keep getting it, – it's,
6: it's grown like – Eight inches tall. Yeah, it's event. like an
4: '80s hair. He's got like an '80s fake haircut. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was shooting at I it. Look, yeah, it's very Beekman's world. Yeah, the Beavis. Who's that dude? Who is that guy? He's the he's the guy
6: yesterday. You said where's he from? Every time you ask about him, you're, you you you're shocked that he is, like that we talk about him. The he's Cal from Boy. Cincinnati. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, I wonder if he bought a hooker with a check. Why would you say that? Jerry Springer, mayor of Cincinnati. When well, he's, he's not mayor. Well, he was a politician in Cincinnati. Same thing, right? No, he's just a rich dude. Oh, oh, wow, that's now boo. Yeah, pharmaceutical guy. Oh, well, maybe not that bad. But not boo. Texas, I'm not very interested in spreads outside of just generic talk. I think you all do a good job now for the show. Okay. Well, that spreads like you know butter and jams. Texas says this is another uh, angry guy burner.
6: Considering you all both suck at gambling, none at all. I don't know, Buzz. I don't even gamble. (laughs)
4: <laughs> but yeah, we know you suck at it.
6: I will say, like, if ever, I feel like this is terrible timing for gambling to come to 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 Kentucky because, I mean, I my NCAA tournament bracket was one hundredth percentile on ESPN. I think I was, I ended up being like thirteen thousand something out of the millions of people that that do that. It was the best time, best I've ever done on an NCAA tournament bracket picking UConn to win it all. The remember the NBA playoffs? I know very little about the NBA playoffs. I was just kind of talking out of my ass, and I had that streak where I was picking every game correctly. You did. You did really it well. would have been a great time to have gambling legal then because I feel like now I'm just going to actually try and learn stuff and make educated
4: bets, and it's going to go poorly for me. And that was when we were still on this side. You couldn't gamble because we were, we hadn't moved over the other. Uh, no, we were over there. During the NBA playoffs, I thought we were still on this side. Oh, no. We went over there like early June. Okay. Yeah. We, we were over there, there for a long time. It was just, we were supposed yeah. to be back very soon. It just didn't happen. I feel like you would rem- you would know better than I would because you were just, like, counting down the days to get back over here. Yes, you, you're exactly right. I love having to do – I'm doing going to
6: do so much less laundry because I don't have to just immediately throw clothes right into the dirty hamper because they smell so I bad. mean, come on. You're so sensitive. It's bad. You're so
4: sensitive.
6: He's exaggerating he's like, people.
4: He's he's selling it.
6: I'm not. TJ agrees. His wife felt the same thing. She's like, you smell like you've been working on a car all day. <laughs> Texas, I think it would be a nice addition to talk about gambling, like maybe a small segment sometimes. But most shows go way too far on it. But yeah, there's some
4: shows that do their entire like they'll do an entire hour right. It. Yeah, I'm I think we could do that. We could do like a you know
6: we we had to do the pick segment on Friday
4: at the end. Yeah, how are we doing with that by the way? How, that, how we? Done, I can't remember if you told me.
6: Well, remember we picked, we we were off the air, but I, we I sent you the picks. Yeah, and we ended up picking all the same games. Last That's week. right. We did. so you're yeah, still up so, one. Yeah,
4: it doesn't matter. Yeah do I need the cough button. Back. All right, it's a button. Uh, I, I just meant that I needed it back. I, oh. just, I just did it. <laughs> I just needed you for a second.
6: <laughs> I know you did. But we could do like Yeah, we could definitely do like a – Like if you need to cough,
4: just give me a little like a, a knock.
6: A little tap on the on yeah. the wall here. Do we, we, to- we do have the <laughs> we do have the actual monitors up now here that we're supposed to be able to see each we other. you have through. monitors? Uh, yeah, I've got a monitor in here for the first time, but it doesn't work yet. We don't have the cameras up. Or I don't have a monitor. You don't have any monitor in there? No. Well, you're going to get one. It's a Dell. Dude, we got a Dell in here. But we could do like a quick segment on Friday where we, you, know, you don't have to spend a ton of time, but we just give like our, our big locks or, or bets that we hate, something like that. Our three piece parlay. Yeah. Texas. I
4: absolutely do want TK's locks of the weekend. Here's the thing with mine I'm a, <laughs> I would do some with KRC sometimes. I almost always went like two out of three. That's good. Like I would I'd be You're making money. I mean,. I'd be like three team par. I'd put, a three-, I'd put like a three team parlay out there and I'd always go like two out of three. I'd never get three out of three. Well, I mean, that's two or three. So you it's a matter of money. like, you get to, it's like, it's like the, the guess is, the, the contest is guess which one is wrong. Well, or just bet all three and then make money. Well, yeah. Right? That's easy. You can.
6: There's this Trevor. I can't hear the podcast until files are, <laughs> up. files are uploaded, but it's way too quiet. Big fan of the show. Keep up the great work. Thank you for that last part. Appreciate that. We'll get the podcast figured out. That, I was
4: going to say the last part is all I heard. What was that? Uh, great work? Yeah. That's what he said.
6: Technically, I think a short segment at the end of the week, uh, at the end of the show, covering gambling stuff could be nice.
4: If we could – you know, we always do the – I
6: always do, like, the one game to pick at the end of the show anyway. Kind of like a, a nod to PTI when they would do that back in the day. We could make that, like, the is there a bet out there that you like. But that would take you, like – you actually have to, like,
4: look before you came into the show. I mean, what what would we take away from the show, though? We have to drop something off the, the normal routine. Well, no, it's like five minutes at the end of, the, of every show.
6: It's like a bet that you like. Five the five minutes you could have
4: spent on – my drone.
6: And we probably need five minutes
4: left. I'm going to bring the drone in with me tomorrow. Do you want me to? Yes. You, you already brought it in once. I've seen it. Yeah, but now it's like out of the box and everything. It was out of the box then, too. No, and it was still in the box. You pulled it out. I didn't. No, I did You I whipped it out. I think I'd remember if I pulled it out. You whipped it out. I saw it. You, you were shocked at how small it was. I was, too. And I laid it on the table.
6: No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that part. I'd like to hear Mike's gambling okay. picks during college basketball season, especially since he knows the team so well. He'd probably be more
4: knowledgeable on how teams match up with each other. That, that would be better for you because I'm not the best in basketball in general.
6: The issue is, like, so my friends have been doing this to me for years where they're like, you know, give me a college basketball pick tonight. And, like, I'll do – I feel like I'll do pretty well. Like, I'll give them picks, like, three consecutive days in a row that are good. And the one time I screw up, they're like – I'm I can't believe you thought Marquette was good I'm like I'm like well, I'm not gonna do this anymore <laughs> like I'm, I'm giving you my opinions here it's not hundred percent accurate but I'm doing the best I can. the
4: problem with basketball gambling is it's just it's it's very easy to get bad in is that is, can you use that in past tense I don't know for but, sure because you know you, you got a, a six point spread and then you got teams fouling or a late throw it, it, it it's very much more stressful going down the wire of basketball than than any other sport at least Compared to football, at
6: least, yeah. Every time I see one of those those just terrible beats, it makes me so happy that I am not gambling. Like, I mean, there were so many games last year with us where you know we would be just dominated. We'd be down by twenty five the entire game. The game's over in the first half, and then we hit a late couple of threes, or the other team puts all their walk ons, and we only
4: lose by sixteen. And it's like that's a cover. I am like, well, that's that sucks. Like that's <laughs> yeah. It's, that's why I prefer. I, I do prefer betting football than I do over basketball. I mean, I'll do basketball, but it's just a little more stressful, and a little I think a little harder to pick personally. Texas, I'd take t- 10 to 20 minutes of gambling
6: talk, but not more than that. College football picks of the week sound fun. I usually do a couple of big parlays, maybe a Trevor parlay of the week. Yeah, I think the, the general consensus here is something quick.
4: Yeah, maybe like five minutes or something. Yeah, 10, I think 20 might be too long. But. Texas, I'm always down to hear new betting thoughts and tips. But if we can get the sponsor, that'd be nice. Texas, I'm telling you. I think everybody wants to – unless we go you know, like over for 12, and they, you know, then they don't want to hear it anymore. But, yeah, I think, I think people want – People want advice on how to make money. Yeah, making money's fun. It's good. I mean, it is fun. I, I mean, I, I've been told it's fun. I, I have a little. I would like some more. I've got it in a jar above my fridge. Texas says, "Listening to yesterday's pod, Jesus, Trevor.
6: Just because you think it doesn't mean you have to say it." This is in reference to the Crystal Rogers case. I don't even remember
4: what you said. I'm just, I, I, I say, I, I choose to like the second that I hear something like that, I just, just. Move on. I just asked if they thought they had enough evidence at this point. It's not easy to do in a, in a crime that old. I don't remember you saying anything during that conversation that was that made
6: me cringe that much. Normally, I yeah, no, I don't think not so. saying it didn't happen, but I'm just
4: saying I don't remember. It. Man, if that, if that was cringeworthy, you might want to stay away from when we bring up the politics. And
6: stuff. There's just no gambling segments. There are way too many now across radio and TV. Having gambling-free show
4: is refreshing. Okay. There's didn't he ESPN have like one show that's nothing but gambling? I think they have like seven shows that are nothing. The one that's many. got like all the lines on the side of it and everything. I think it's most shows at this point.
1: Yeah. There's, I
6: think, a segment would be fun when there isn't big news going on. You should also have the occasional big X bet, a la the TKACT
4: score. <laughs> big X, big bet of the week. The big, big bet. You we get big lots to sponsor it. Texas
6: free money on FanDuel. Fan, oh, FanDuel's—they've they, upped it. I've got the DraftKings one where it's like I said, I made the bet where it's even money. For any touchdown, if a touchdown scored in tonight's game between the Packers and the Lions, you can double your bet. Basically, uh, Fanduel's got it to where if there's a point scored, you can double your money. Fifty dollar whip—that that is free money.
4: I started on Fanduel, and then I, two, three years ago, I guess someone I, the the people in the leagues that, that do our DFS was like, we want to do DraftKings. And I was like, oh, I guess so. And you know I me, mean? I'm not much. I don't like change a lot. Like it's you know it's kind of constr, you know. I, I like my underwear. And so but I was like, all right, I'll do it because, you know, I'm a degenerate. I want to gamble. And I just like, I don't know. I've never been back to – I've been on DraftKings ever since. Like, I just like, oh, I got used to it. And once I get used to something, I just kind of keep going and never and forget about the other way. See, that's how it was with Twin Spires, too. Because A
6: bunch of people were like, TVG has the best deals. I'm like, I don't want to learn a new app. I'm setting my ways. I'm comfortable. The text says uh, Randy Travis was found naked and drunk walking through a supermarket. I didn't see that part on his.
4: Uh, <laughs> I missed that one. <laughs> Who knew Randy Travis party like this? I mean, yeah. Texas it says he was found lying in the road. Which I mean, come on, that's happened to the best of us. But
6: Texas, is there a bet available for Louisville to just reach the ACC championship but not win it? That's a good idea. I mean, that's yeah. I thought like you always see the the championship odds. I don't know if anybody gives money on gives odds on losing in the title game. They should. I mean, I
4: just saw the, 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 he apparently walked into a tiger mart naked demanding cigarettes. There it is. <laughs> Look, Randy Travis, kind of a badass. Who hasn't among us walked into a, 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 a convenience store naked demanding cigarettes? So. Look,
6: I, I know the gambling sites, they'll do, you know, they'll give odds to make the playoffs in, in football and in baseball and all this stuff. But as far as odds to just reach the ACC title game, I don't know. But that would be a good bet for the wall. I did see their the most recent odds from Bet Online because I get their emails. Louisville's still the fifth choice to win the ACC, but they do get they are getting ten to one odds, which is much better than they were at the start of the season. So, a little bit of love there. Clemson, by the way, is like fifty five to one, which is crazy to see. The last time
4: they were their odds were that high, like fifteen be, years before, ago before Jonathan Watson, right? Oh my god, before Dabo was there. Yeah. Texture says, "Bob, ba 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 and nah. Is that a reference to this, uh, Barbara? Boy song, yeah, and it's Robert and I. Remember, oh. remember the R and Di- our die movement? The the, the the
6: scientist, no, Robert and I, the offensive of coordinator now for NC State, he was at Syracuse last year. Oh, at-
4: that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah,
6: the things that you do remember that you don't remember just baffle me.
4: Not <laughs> what to what contain, my mind is like a shot glass, Mike. Like it, it it can it contains so much knowledge, but once you put once it gets full and you add more to it, I lose stuff. someone has gotta go out. Some if something comes in, something's gotta go out. Yeah, like yeah, I might learn something now and then next thing I know I forget what a doorbell is. Well that's I hope that's not what would go out. Texas says T J probably enjoyed the debate. Hey,
6: it's well within his rights too it. it's fine.
4: TJ, uh, he, he he might lean one way, but he's pretty he's pretty lean, he's pretty open minded on both sides. Texas says, are you guys going to get RFK Jr.
6: or Marianne Williamson on the show? We'll try. I thought
4: Kennedy was dead.
6: Robert Kennedy Jr. is running for. He and Marianne Williamson are both challenging Joe Biden.
4: Oh, there's another Kennedy that's allowed? Good.
6: But it's RFK Jr. This is RFK's son. Okay. And he's not. He and the rest of the Kennedys are on different pages entirely.
4: Like, now, the one Kennedy was married to Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Talking about Maria Cuovo, Maria whatever her name was. Wasn't yeah. she Kennedy though? I think loosely, yeah. Okay. Kennedy loosely.
6: Maria
0: Shriver.
4: Shriver, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, th- I think that she was she was—I thought she was a Kennedy somehow. So th- this is RFK Jr. This is the one whose dad got killed in the uh, uh, shot in the uh, hotel kitchen, right? After yeah, winning in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Or California. Um, oh, I didn't even know. I mean, hey, how old is he? RFK Jr. He's old. It's gotta be, yeah.
6: I was like, sixty. He's cut though. Have you not seen? Have you not seen any of this? He's like, he's jacked.
4: I mean, he's sixty nine. That's young by comparison to presidential candidates. Yeah, today. that's true. I mean, can we get somebody like their like early fifties that like has like some marbles left? Maybe Ramaswamy's thirty eight. He's younger than I am. I like the name Swami. <laughs> Texas, <laughs> really, I'm going with on this.
6: Texas, I rarely gamble. I like hearing the spread on games sometimes, but most gambling talk bores me as much as fantasy football talk. If
4: you listen to this show, you're
6: already a gambler. Uh, text, oh, Chris Palmer says, of course I love Trump. I work for a living. I love affordable gas prices and cheap grocery bills. I mean, gas was not affordable
4: when Trump was involved.
1: I love that. I mean, I love the, he has the no one control thing, over
4: it. I like how both parties have that one thing to hang their hat on. And like, this, like and Trump's, and Trump's people are like, we like gas prices. Other people are like, I don't know, we like, what are Democrats? We we hate gas prices. I don't know. What well, neither president is. has any control over it. I mean, it's true. It's just the best.
6: So, just says, Trevor, if you were to do a segment on just on spreads,
4: do you think you would focus mostly on toast, bagels, or other?
1: <laughs> it's, a good, it's
4: a good time. Uh, I'm a toast fan, for the record. Uh, I'm not a big. I don't mind bagels, but I'm more. I, I lean toast. I'm a bagel guy. I love them both. I used to eat, When I worked at I used to eat a lot of bagel sandwiches. Get a heart out now.
6: I need you to be aware of the time a little. Bit. There it is.
0: <laughs> Bye. On Sports
5: Talk, 1450 am 96.1 FM, the Big X Sports Radio, WXVW, Jeffersonville. Ten years ago.
6: Clock hour here the Mike Show, 1459, It's one of
4: the big acts. I like Clint Black, too. I've never, I just, everybody keeps telling me I sound like Scoots, I might as well do Scoots music today. <laughs> Are people still saying that? Do know.
6: you still sound like Scoots <laughs> now? Please so. mind.
1: Yeah,
6: so. We do have to get better with but I, love, I love the 59, 50. the, the, the heart out there. I, need to, I love the rambling, <laughs> but we've got to remember now that it just it, it automatically goes to commercial now. It, Fifty nine fifty. It's amazing that it took us to Thursday to have that first time happen, though. Uh, I mean, I I was very aware of it. You just were going into your love of
4: toast over bagels, and, <laughs> and it was oh, that reminds me. Stop. So, so bagel, like, are you a plain bagel? Like, what kind of what kind of bagel are we looking at here? It depends. I'm an everything bagel. I'm an everything bagel guy. I like a good uh, onion bagel. Spinach so bagel? Are good. Are good. Yeah, not spinach. I'll do. Uh, I'll do a plain bagel with the right type of cream cheese. Well, no cream cheese, but yeah, no cream cheese. Well, butter. So serial killers. Eat. Not necessarily. No, they. We. Use, they. They usually. They put cream cheese on there. Some people like to call bagels just a mere vessel for cream cheese. I disagree with that. You get a
6: good like jalapeno ch- cheddar bagel. By the way, best bagel place in the city is Maya Bagel Cafe off Poplar Level Road.
4: It's delicious. i don't think gonna, see, I, now, see I, I once cooked bagels. I worked at my favorite muffin. Uh, we did bagel sandwiches, which were awesome. Not nothing's. A good, a, good, a good hot ham and cheese on a on an everything bagel is just awesome. I make a mean bagel sandwich. That's a, my breakfast specialty. Hey, I, I did it for a living, dude. A little sourdough bread, a little bagel, a
6: little egg, a little cheese, a little bacon, a little special ingredients. I, yeah. cut the, I could slice that bagel so
4: smoothly. He's cutting with a knife. He's like a black tar on my hand. Okay. Anyway. Uh, the I, thing that killed Newman spit on my hand.
6: I was surprised at the number of reactions that we got. I mean, there's still a ton of text, people weighing in on their thoughts about how much we need to incorporate gambling into the show. Uh, I, I feel like the general consensus, I mean, there's some people who are like, not at all. I don't like it. I don't you know, I don't like it on shows. I prefer it to keep the show gambling free. The majority of people are saying, would like a little bit of gambling talk. Not a ton. Don't spend an hour on it. Don't spend the entire show on it. Don't turn everything back into a gambling discussion. But every now and then, maybe like a five to ten segment where we do our, our picks of the week. Yeah. TK's locks. Whatever.
4: I think we can make that happen. Yeah, we can do it. Just tell me, uh, I'll give you a tease right now for free. I'm leaning towards Western minus seven tonight. There you go. Boom. Done. Toppers have won four in a row in this series. We're, we're a top homer show, though. I feel like we always pick Western. Like We picked them
6: as underdogs twice this year, and it's kind of blown up in our face. Well, I, I, I want to say I went I picked against them one week though, didn't it? Well, picked we Ohio State to beat them, but we both thought they were going to cover the spread. Yeah, I did easily. think they were going. To and then we them. picked them
4: to, to beat Troy last week as an underdog, and that didn't work out well. No, but I did have I did pick them to cover South Florida. And they did. There you go. Uh, they didn't have a Houston Baptist line though, or Houston
6: Catholic, or whatever. Sure, on Saturday it is college game day at Duke for the first time. Notre Dame, Duke, seven thirty on ABC. Notre Dame going to play four straight night games. Marcus Freeman pissed off about it. Uh, We'll see what happens against us coming up a week from Saturday. You might actually have to use 11 guys on defense. This is the first time that college game day. I I did see last night that there was a. Somebody had a clip from like their San Diego State game or whoever they played like week two. they, They rolled over. It was like only 10 people on the field for this play for Notre Dame defense. Like, that's going to cost them against bigger opponents. And somebody, I retweeted, somebody was like, we're about like two days away
4: from finding out that Notre Dame's been playing with 10 guys on defense every play of the year this season. Do you think the coach thinks the 11th man is part of the actual roster? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, he's, he's like, the, like, Seattle's got the 12th man. We'll have an 11th man. Jesus is our 11th man. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs>
6: we, don't, we don't need 11
4: humans out there. It's that Jesus looking over <laughs> us. He's the 11th man. Fill the hole, Jesus. Freeman's like, where were you on the third and one play? You cost us
6: the Ohio State win. Anyway, <laughs> this is the first time that Duke has ever hosted College Game Day. There have been six Power Five schools. There are six Power Five schools that still have never co- have never hosted College Game Day. This is trivia time. Can you name any of them? Never hosted College Game Day, five Power, uh, Power Five conference schools. Six of them, I should say. One's Kentucky, right? Like he has hosted college game They did one for it, like 07. Okay,
4: it was the Stevie Gatt year. Well, and one would say Vanderbilt, but I know they've hosted too. They've hosted because I I tell you a story off the air about that one involving Matt Jones. Uh, Can we give you a a quick hint? Yeah, no no SEC schools. Every every SEC school was hosted. Well, Well, yeah, because that Kentucky and Vanderbilt technically would be like your two obvious guesses on that one. Um, so Oregon State. Oregon say has hosted. Damn, they have! Wow. Okay. Um, you know another head? Oh, Indiana. Indiana has hosted. When? They hosted. they Oh, they did in twenty, probably twenty twenty when they won the Big Ten. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, yeah. that would be the only chance I could see when, you, when they. Well, yes, I said it. it when they won the Big Ten. Good lord! I mean, Rutgers. Rutgers is one. Okay, I was gonna. Then as soon as I said that, I was like, "Did they host in the?" The the uh the chop the wood year though no because there was all their big games were Thursday night like yeah was, uh... yeah it's true yeah um so Rutgers is one how many did you say there was six oh good lord um, um Illinois Illinois is two okay all right, is there any more in the Big Ten yes um then I'm gonna say Northwestern Northwestern is hosted. <laughs> Which is like, when? I mean, I guess maybe Darnell Audrey days. They hosted uh, <laughs> on uh, 2013, in
6: 2013. Okay. No, they hosted Ohio State. They were number 16. Ohio State was number four. Oh. They've actually hosted three times.
4: <laughs> wow, wow. I wouldn't have. You're going to have get, had me guess. I would have, I would have never gotten that. Uh, Maryland? Maryland is correct.
1: That's okay.
4: Big Ten team. Okay. So, I've named three. I've got half of them,
6: right? By the way, Indiana hosted in 2017. How the hell? How would that? Really? They hosted, they were playing, it was the first week of the season, they hosted number two. It, it was like a week zero thing. August 31st, they hosted number two Ohio State. They lost by 28, but they did host college
1: games.
4: Oh, well, they held back. Yeah. Uh, California. California is correct. Okay, so that's four. That's four. You got two left. Um, I'm going to stay in the Pac-12 maybe with these last two? No. Uh, no? That would no. be, be an error in judgment. So I should go They're to, both from the same conference. That's your last hint. So probably go to the Big 12? No. Uh, probably go to the ACC. I would probably do that. Okay. <laughs> where, where should I go? Uh, I'm going to say in the Syracuse. Syracuse is correct. That okay. surprised me a little bit. And then one more. Um, if it's ACC, this one seems too easy, but I'm going to say Boston College. Boston College is hosted. That's what I thought. I, I would have guessed. I thought they did. Um, takes had to a. Virginia, Virginia is correct. Virginia is the okay. sixth and final school. I would have thought Virginia would have hosted some point in the nineties. Maybe they did not. I mean, they had some good teams in the nineties. Boston College hosted in twenty eighteen.
6: I don't remember that at all. They were number seventeen. Clemson was number two. They hosted that week. That's well, twenty eighteen. Well, I would say if I was
4: going to guess Boston College hosting, I would just like Matt Ryan era. Well, they, they also
6: they hosted then too. Two thousand five, they hosted, and yeah. two thousand
4: nine, they hosted. They hosted three times. So that's yeah, that's a little surprising on some of those. When was Oregon State's?
6: Um, I think they've hosted most the times, too. They had some good teams. Oregon State hosted in 2010. They hosted for their game against Boise State when Boise State was number three. Okay. And they, they actually hosted twice in the same season. They hosted their, for that game, and they hosted for their game against Oregon on December 4th. Uh, I mean, I guess
4: I could Oregon know. was number yeah, one. Yeah, when you had a, a good rivalry like the Civil War, you probably could, yeah, you probably would host one. Would you care that? to
6: venture a guess as to who has hosted the most times? Alabama. Alabama's two. Okay, Alabama's hosted 55 times. It's the second most. Uh, Florida? Florida's hosted 42 times. It's the third most.
4: I'm assuming these are the top five is like SECs. Four of the five are SECs probably, right? No. Oh, really? named the only two SECs. Oh, wow. Uh, Ohio
6: State? Ohio State's number one. 57 appearances. They've hosted the most. 55 Alabama second. 42, Florida third. Oklahoma is fourth with 39. Michigan. Michigan and Notre Dame have both hosted 36 times. That's tied for fifth. Yeah. And then Florida State at 35
4: is next. Oklahoma would have gotten me off on that when I wouldn't have been able to. Oh, I, yeah. I, I would I would have got to it eventually, but it wouldn't have been one of my top choices. So there you go. Duke. Now you're in the club.
6: Breaking out the, uh, <laughs> busting the cherry. I should have said that. Uh, Making their debut appearance. You get like you get days. like a
4: Friars Club like jacket when you get to host a uh, game day. I don't think so. I don't think that's the way it works. <laughs> I'm very curious about this Duke Notre Dame game. It's amazing. Too. There's only six schools that never host. That's, that's kind Maybe of it was us for a long time. Yeah, I mean, ours was what the Patino year, the year Patino went out there. 2017 was the first time we had, yeah. we had. Oh, I in mean,
6: 2016 was the first time when Florida State came, and then we also our Clemson game that same year was a game day game. We weren't hosting, but then we hosted the next year. In twenty seventeen, when Clemson came, got our asses kicked, and then we hosted in the COVID year when Miami came here. Oh, I've it was COVID year, so whatever. technically we've hosted three times. Although so the third one, like nobody went to the game and we lost pretty badly, it was not it was it was not the same thing. Yeah, I mean,
4: doing it in COVID year does that really count? You couldn't go. It was, it was yeah. Bad. Anyway, that was
6: bad times, <laughs> bad memories. Uh, I also thought this was interesting. So we talked about the numbers that Colorado ha- had done in its first several games TV-wise, and and how outrageous they were. And you had asked, you know, comparing the numbers between, you know, most watched games outside of the playoff, because the playoff always draws the biggest numbers. So I I found the list of the ten most watched ESPN games, regular season games of all time. Any idea who would be number one? This is a crazy game, wild game, very
4: famous game from the last decade. So, so, So it's number one on cable, you said? On ESPN been well, in the last 10 years, and it was, uh, how long ago was, it? It, was 10, it? Was How long ago was it? Within the last decade. It wasn't in the last decade. Um, I have no clue. It was the Auburn-Alabama game with the, oh, th- the, the kick six. The kick six. I was on the air during that. And year. by a pretty wide margin. That
6: was on ESPN? Yeah, 13.53 million people watched that game. The next game, actually, it's kind of a tie for two. Ohio State-USC, actually remember this game. It was the second week of the 2009 season. 10.59 million people watched it. Ohio-Virginia Tech uh, on September 7th, 2015, drew the same number of people. Boise State versus Virginia Tech in 2010, 9.89 million. And the fifth most watched game in the history
4: of ESPN College Football was that Colorado-Colorado State game just a couple of weeks ago, which is crazy. It doesn't, like, have the same effect when you're talking about vatech in Ohio right there with it. vatech in Ohio State. Oh, well, okay. I thought you said Ohio, my bad. I was like, okay. I was wondering why that was under. there. I was like, okay. No. A little baffled there by that. I missed I missed the state part in there. Still bot I mean Bot obviously got a nice little fan base. Well, back then they did, yeah. <laughs> at least no one's tuning in to watch them play nationally now. And what was number one again? Auburn, Alabama, kick six. I wonder why that one stuck you out more than any other Iron Bullets year by year. Well, 'cause
6: you know, that game was basically both teams had a shot at a national title. Like the the, the national title implications were huge. Was it the Cam Newton year? Uh no. It was after that. Oh, it was okay. the year at Auburn. It was like the Michael Dyer year. Where they oh, yeah, exactly. to I, I remember
4: in Carlton Davis, I think it was the guy's name, who caught the, caught the field goal and ran it back. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember if that was Newton's same year or not. Cause I, no, because Newton year, they were getting beat, I think, and then they come back in the second half and win the game, I think, or something like that. I don't know. I and mean, they were getting beat in the Oregon year, too. The only thing I remember, the, the only thing I, I guess that sticks out the most about the Cam Newton year to me is how uh, that was the first sign of how much of a wide B he was because the, the audio got fired for playing Take the Money and Run. Oh, he did. Yeah, and then, and then we found out, you know, as his career goes on, he's just a giant whiny bee. Anyway, I don't remember that.
6: Twenty fourteen, I take it back. Was not the Michael Dyer year. This was the that was the that was the year before, right? A couple years before when they beat Oregon. This was the year they lost to Jameis Winston in Florida State.
4: Oh, that was I can't remember what year that was. was twenty fourteen. Okay. Because the, this Auburn Alabama game was so huge. No, no, I'm, I'm wrong. No, that uh, the, the kicks the, that kick game was before two thousand eleven because I was doing a show over. The kick six was twenty fourteen. Okay. Cam Newton was before I was. Yes, before Cam yeah, Cam Newton's is older. Yeah, he's two, Oh, yeah, two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. give or take. Yeah, because I was remember the year he got drafted was the year I was working at Insight. I watched a draft at work. There you go. We drafted. Eagles took Danny Watkins, a twenty-seven-year-old rookie from Baylor.
6: I brought up the stats. You you asked the stat. Somebody delivered on this. All right, the, I love it. We were mentioning last week how the the Jacksonville Jaguars are the only team in the last 12 years that has not played a game on Monday Night Football. Everybody else has played at least eight games on Monday Night Football, which is shocking. They also have not played a single Sunday Night Football game. But you asked, how many times have they gone to London, though? I feel like they're always in London. They have, this is not going to shock you, the most London game appearances by a wide margin. They have been to nine games in London. The next highest total is the Dolphins with five, then the Rams with four. Nobody else has more than three. That's insane.
4: I got distracted by something. I'm sorry. I, I need you to focus. I know. Focus. I'm sorry. I was, I'm getting emails from Reichel. He distracted me. We have breaks. That's what the breaks are for. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> he's for bathroom and, and juggling. Jaguars
6: <laughs> have played nine games in
4: London. Yeah, well, that's Tony wants them there.
6: Five games. The Dolphins have played five games there. The Rams have played four. Nobody more than three. Shocking. That's the whole thing. I mean,
4: you, you ruined the spiel, buddy. <laughs> well, no one more, I mean. The Eagles only played once over there. The Eagles have played once or tw- once, only once, I think, right? Once over there, correct? Yeah. Lions played twice. Yeah, because I mean, well, it's it, it matters. I mean, the Eagles aren't going to go there and give up a home game. I mean, it's very few, there's only a handful of teams are willing to give up a home game to go to England uh, from their you know home place, and Jacksonville is one of them that could give two bleeps. You, you think see. you think Eagles fans are going to be like, oh yeah, we'll take a home game away from the link for these fans and go to Europe? It happened horses would be getting punched in the street left and right? Classic Eagles. Speaking of Philly fans, have you seen this alligator thing? Uh, yeah, the guy tried to bring his uh, girl comfort alligator. I, thought, I saw, The picture I saw was a guy. No, it was a woman that I saw. It was uh, Sarah Elise. Well, Sarah Elise is a Cincinnati radio person. Oh, that's what you tweeted it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say. No, it's a woman, though, holding it. Okay. I gets a woman. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, next to the alligator, it looks like a woman. But it's such, the alligator almost looks adorable. Like, she's holding it like a baby. It's kind of cute. Hmm. Like, I wonder if I could have a pet alligator. I know I can outrun it. You can't outrun it. I can outrun Look, like, I'm looking at this alligator. There's no way this alligator's catching me. There's no way you're faster than that alligator. The alligator's not, look at it, he
6: looks lazier than me. It's definitely a guy, by the way, whose pet alligator it is. Okay, that is not a dude. You're looking at you're clearly looking at the wrong picture. I'm looking at a different video than you are. Yeah,
4: it's not a video. It's a guy with the, who's holding it by a leash. Oh no, I'm looking at a video of the the three different women holding Wally, the a TikTok star alligator. Yeah. Philly That's fan Joey. Yeah. yeah.
6: Tried to come into the game with a service animal that was an alligator. Would you be okay if the person sitting next to you at a, a home football game had a pet alligator and said it was for emotional
4: support? Um. And don't lie. No. The answer would, is no. It would no. Of course would not. Me out. You, can't yeah. an,
6: you can't bring an alligator into a game.
4: What about a crocodile? <laughs> well, neither one. Crocodiles I mean, can't it'd be crazy to see, though, wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think I can handle that. How does one get a service alligator? I don't think you really do. I mean, I, I'm still having, I can't even get a turtle. How am I going to get an alligator? You're not. That's the <laughs> answer. It's not going to happen. I'd like a, Um, <laughs> I'd like a. I mean, it'd be cool to have a pet alligator, wouldn't it? No. I didn't even Bebop. There's no part of me that wants to have a pet alligator. Be, was Bebop the alligator or was that the, the the warthog? Rocksteady. Which one was the which one was which? I I, I cannot remember at all. I, I remember liking them. I think Bebop was the alligator, right? Bebop and Rocksteady. Um, there was there was one was a gator and one was when one, one gator and one a, a warthog. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I can't remember which one was which though. <laughs> Somewhere right now, listeners are going. You know what? A game with segment might not be that bad. Bebop is the warthog. Okay, Rocksteady is not is a rhino.
6: I was a rhino. There was an alligator on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Yeah, but I, I can't, can't remember me. what
4: he had, he had a southern accent. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> he right. Was like, he was he, had, he was Cajun because you know
1: stereotypes.
4: Ah, <laughs> the eighties.
1: Such a different time. That was Leatherhead. Leatherhead,
4: yes, very yeah. original name on that one too. By the way, he escaped
6: a robbery at a pet store and found his way into the sewers.
1: <laughs>
4: Quite the
6: backstory.
1: I would, I'd
4: love to be able to write a backstory for the characters on TV. That'd be so great. The
6: the the cartoon version was great. Yeah, I remember that. I remember. I had the toy too. I remember. There was a crossover episode where Leatherhead and, like, I think one of the other victims were in the same episode. I think it was maybe Shredder. And, I'm like, this is incredible because they used to always just, you know, it was, like, one villain per episode. You had to yeah. conquer that villain. And when they had a crossover
4: episode, I'm like, this is this is amazing. I didn't know you could even do this. I just, it stood out to me as a kid. A little Shredder tribute for you. The actor <laughs> okay. the actor who played Shredder in the, the live-action movie was Kevin Nash. Was it really? He was a stand-in, yeah.
6: Wow. Okay. I like that. Good little fact.
4: Best acting he ever did.
6: Uh, we know that it's, uh, it's Jeff Tember right now, correct? Yes. Jeff Timber. we got one more name to go in Jeff Tember that's going to be tomorrow. So the question is, does it become Bromtober when the calendar flips? How good has Jeff been historically in this month? Can the magic carry over? Well, thanks to our friends over at BetKentucky.com, they went ahead and looked at the current ACC coaches and their record in October. Now, you should not shock anybody who has the best all-time winning percentage in October in this conference, right now. Dabo? Dabo. Dabo 48-9. That's an eighty-four point two percentage.
4: Good. My next guess was Mike Golko.
6: Mac Brown is second. Mac Brown ninety-two forty-three and one overall, winning sixty-eight percent of his games in the month of October. Third, though, third place. Third? Jeff Braun. Yeah, baby. Now, the number's not doesn't jump off the page. 20 and 14, he is in the month of October. That's a 58.8%. That's a winning percentage. But you also think about the fact that he is, you know, October is all Big Ten games. He inherited a program at Purdue that I think was like 3 and 40 in its last 43 Big Ten games. It wasn't yeah, that extreme, but it was something like that. It was terrible. No, I think you're about right. And, yeah, you know, he, he turned Purdue into a program that was not just competitive in the Big Ten, but which played for a Big Ten title last year. So, 20 and 14, from where he was and what conference he was coaching in, is nothing to scoff at. In fact it's still even in the ACC is the third best mark of any active coach. Mike Norvell from Florida State is just sixteen and twelve in October, fifty seven point one percent win rate. Dave Dorn, who we will face tomorrow, twenty two and twenty one in the month of October. Nobody else has a winning record. Everybody else sucks. Dave Clausen, sucks. Forty and forty seven. Jeff Hafley sucks harder. Three and ten in the month of October. Mario Cristobal, eighteen and twenty. Not a lot of uh Great coaches, but I mean also like Dabo's beating everybody in October. Oh, so then, yeah. He's handing out a lot of losses. And a lot of these guys that that he's been beating it's aren't here for in the pay conference. Back. It's it's time for payback. But Jeff Brom, in case you're wondering, third best winning percentage of any ACC coach in the month of October. We're going straight seamlessly from Jeff Tember into Bromtober. Is there a better name for that, Tober? Mm, uh, Jeff-tober.
4: no. I'm I'm liking Brom Bromtober. Like Tober too for the Jack Lomar mustache.
1: We're getting our well, what's here.
4: November then, Jeff Jeffember.
6: November. Uh, no, Ron Vember, Ron English. I, there's, there's no good names here.
4: But does Brian get one in there? No, of course not. But Greg, yes. Oscar, or maybe Oscar can be October in some way. No, he
6: could be Big O Vember. Big O, because everyone calls him Big O. Big O
4: Vember. <laughs> Oscar's in. He's good. We're good to go. Greg can have December. Yeah, sure. Let the man I have Christmas. He's he, he's he's Mary.
6: Greg's always upbeat. I'm fine with that. He's a happy guy. We can make that happen. Um, I had a couple other things to get to. Let's, let's take a couple of texts here before we call it a break. Text says, uh, What are your opinions on these lines? All the shows talking gambling. I come here for UofL insights. It would, would be cool to hear the UofL specific bets like Jawar Jordan over 200 yards rushing or Jack over three touchdowns. What are your opinions on those lines? I don't like either one for, for Friday.
4: What was the Jawar one? Over 200 yards rushing. No, you know, I mean. That's a lot. He's an over 200 is yet in the game yet, has he? No. And they're so not. The heart, the it's game. not easy to do, yeah. They're not great
6: against the run, but 200 is a ton. And we like to spread them. I mean, Garendo's going to get his carries. Maurice Turner's going to be out there. I would say Plummer, three touchdowns, better than Jordan over 200 Plus, yards
4: what run. is, in four games in is what's. I mean, he's usually only getting like seven eight carries a game anyway, right? The first two he got seven. The last two he's gotten more. I think he had like he ended up with, what, 15 carries last week? Did he? Okay. I mean, I knew he was being limited carry-wise in the first two games. I just can't remember what he did. We also
6: found out that he'd been a little bit banked up, which Brom did not tell us until, I think, last week's press conference, where he'd been limited in practice. I think they had tried to. They yeah, had 18
4: carries, right? Yeah. Did he,
6: so he's been consistent, 7-7, seven, seven, and then 18-18. The okay. Last two so games. it's been – I mean – but he's ne- he has not come close to a pro. And, this again, no. him being the leader in the country in yards per carry, even with 18 carries, he's not come close to eclipsing 200 yards in a game. Yeah, I
4: guess if you had to pick two or two, I'd go plumber with three, but I would say neither.
6: Texas says, new show segment, 14 locks with Mr. 14.
4: <laughs> a
0: lot of locks.
4: <laughs> 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 A lot of locks, right? That's a lot of locks. Lock number 12. Lock number 12. It's like, oh, he's like sweating by the end of it, like, Jesus. Jesus. Now we go to the Mountain West. <laughs> yeah. Wagner Dude. football. Air Force in San Jose State. <laughs> I like the under here. It's like, wow, I don't know. It's it been two hours since I started looking at these games. Let's do a little Sam Houston UTSA now, people. Let's break it down. I did see – I scrolled through the
6: the Courier-Journal does their weekly high school football picks, and it, it came
4: out, I guess, a day early today because I think J-Town
6: plays uh, somebody. By the way, shout-out to the Chargers. Undefeated for the first time this late in the season uh, in, like, in, like, 40 years. Uh, they did beat Wagner uh, a uh, couple uh, weeks ago. But they – all, all of their picks, you've got – Frakes does the, the games, our boy uh, Kent Spencer, Dominic Yates. I can't remember the other person who does it. But they have four people picking games. And they did pick the you – know, you, we've got me versus TJ tonight. We've got you versus Roush tomorrow, the Wagner-DeSales homecoming yeah. game. All four of them picked DeSales. But close.
4: I love it when they hate on us. Narrow. I think you and you and Roush need to get a bet going. Uh, we I, I've been very successful in team betting against Roush, and I guess technically we have a bet with Louisville-UK again this year. I don't know if he's finally admitted that he made the bet or he's still too scared to take it. I don't know. But, yeah, I would t- I'll take a little bit. I'll put my money where my mouth is with Wagner. I'm setting the line at the oh, sales yeah. minus sixteen and a half. I'll take the points. You think Wagner covers? I think Wagner covers. Alright. In an upset. I like that. Oh, your boy Ken Spencer. He was uh he was the last uh second inning guest on the, the bass game I did uh last bats game I did last I mean, Thursday or whatever. They have a second inning guest? Yeah, they would bring a guest in, in the second the bottom of the second inning. Why was I never the guest? Because you never have anything to do with the bass. I have the highest batting average in the history of Louisville Slugger. I mean, for more, I, the, the question is, why wasn't I ever one of the guests? That's true. Some Ken the, Spencer has nothing to do with the bats. I, I'm <laughs> on the station of the bats. Of course i got something to do with the bats. I don't remember what the reasoning for him being on, but, yeah, he was ridiculous.
1: I, I told you my favorite guest. Better today. hair than I do? I think I, remember, I, think I
4: texted you today. The, the, the we had my, my favorite guest on was like, the woman with the – it was, like, just so – like, talking about all, like, the, the – Charity events and stuff of like, like it was just depressing almost. She was going over like child abandonment. And he's poor Nick's just sitting there like fly ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she's like twelve. One other twelve kids is left abandoned. He's like grounder to the shortstop. <laughs> like I'm sorry, what, what do I say? And, and yet we can't get all these. The gas. That's what Everybody
6: likes to pay attention to the. I mean the the Tom Brennerman apology video where Casey hits the home run oh, yeah. is like you know the, one of the most famous clips of all time there's a a forgotten video that's even better than that and it's when Jim Day who's you know the man on the field he's giving the spiel the i, I think they were playing they're playing Milwaukee and it was somebody who was an employee from Milwaukee was a baseball guy had just passed away had, had a heart attack like died young he was like 55 or something and it's a Joey Votto at bat and Jim Day's talking and he's just talking about this guy he's like never had a bad day always had a smile on his face you know, he's just a great guy. We're certainly so sad, and our thoughts are with everybody who knew him. And as he's talking, like, Vado hits a home run, and Jim Day ends the spiel with, like, and, you know, we'll, we'll miss him greatly, and he certainly, certainly will be missed. And then it, seamlessly Tom Brennan goes, and that ball will be missed. as it hits <laughs> the It's one of the most just terrible things I've ever That's heard. That's good. I like that. I left so – I mean, every time it comes up, I he's like, and that ball will be missed. It's Joey Votto crushes Wendell, right? So I'm like, this is hilarious. This
4: is terrible. By the way, I don't, I don't know if we didn't get a chance to bring it up, but uh, I, I, that was cool with the, uh, the sitting ovation Votto got for his last – that, that bat, uh, over the weekend, I think it was. Yeah, and then he gave a, a really just
6: emotional interview afterwards. He wrote a thing, too, that was really good on – I guess he has, like, a own little like WordPress site or something where he wrote about, you know, being – still around? It's something like that. Word. Whatever the equivalent of that is now. It's like Notepad. notes pad. Like, he, he wrote this really insightful thing about being, like, a fresh out of high school, 18-year-old kid traveling on the buses in single A and, like, getting kind of hazed by people and how much he hated it and how the only thing that got him through was dreaming of being a professional baseball player and having the types of moments like the one that he had um, you know, when they, the
4: Reds fans basically said goodbye to him. And Yeah, he, I mean, it's, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's kind of good. He, he gets in the batter's box and, like, the ovation is so, I mean, he just looks at the Empire numbers like, step out. Yeah. That's like, pretty they, cool. They, they, they do, do your thing. And I love Bottle just, they're not quieting up. They just keep going. He just. The crowd was like, "I, I gotta go about, I gotta go back, guys. I gotta go hit. I gotta go, go to hit. hit." Yeah, did he get a hit? By the way, I don't, all the videos stopped.
6: He, not in that one. He got a hit in his okay. last at bat, though. Good. His good. last at bat in that game at Great American Ballpark, he did get a hit, which was very, very cool.
4: So is he going to retire? Or is he just are we just done with? Maybe I mean, is Toronto going to sign him? Maybe I don't know. So he's got a
6: twenty million option, twenty million dollar option for next year, which the Reds are definitely not going to, to pick right, up. Yeah. So uh, he's done with the Reds. I mean, he's forty years old. If he wants to play one more year, I mean, he is. Time has caught up to him. His shoulder, like, he's trying to play through it. He's banged up. His swing looks just terrible, and he's hitting, I think, under 200 now for the year. He's had the least of power against the other. Right? He did before he got hurt again, and then since then he's just, he has this, like, sweeping swing. You can tell he's just had to change his swing because of the shoulder injury. And I'm not sure that stuff like that's going to get better, but I can see him playing maybe one more year. I can also see him hanging it up, but it's, either way, it's very, very sad. I just didn't go to the Yankees. Yeah, I didn't I see last night, too. I thought it was cool, uh, you know, the Hated seeing the Reds lose in a must-win game, but the, it was the last game that Terry Francona is his is coach at his home field, the Progressive Field, and he's very much a I don't want the spotlight type guy, and yeah. so the you know, he, he didn't want to like do anything after the game. The Guardians players like blocked the entrance to the dugout so he couldn't just walk back to the clubhouse. They made him like address the crowd and take his hat and. Like, do, and so he, like, kept trying to walk around. They formed, like, this circle around him, so he couldn't, <laughs> so he couldn't move, and he had to, like, take in the ovation. I did know he was retired. Yeah, it's his last year, which was pretty cool. I mean, Francona, he's one of those guys, like, I don't know anything about him personally outside of what I see from afar, but everybody who is in baseball always just speaks glowingly about him. And oh, it's yeah. It's hard not to appreciate a guy like that. But I wish you would lost last one.
5: <laughs> the Cubs are trying
6: to give us the like, – trying to give it away. Like, they, botched, they, they dropped the fly ball two nights ago. They botched the double play last night. They lost an extra innings. Like, they're trying – well, they still may end up missing They the played the fly
4: ball on a, on a fan. No. The Marlins are going to get in. And the, I mean, the, the fish just – Ooh, that's not scary because you know what happens when the Marlins get in the postseason. Well, they've quietly been really, really good. Down the,
6: down the they've really been better than everybody else. Nobody else wants that last wild card spot. But the Reds, 4% chance of getting in the playoffs. Still a shot technically, but they do not play tonight. They need some help.
4: The Marlins, uh, I think I told you this have the fewest amount of playoff appearances of any team in major yeah, to Baseball. Me yeah. They've only been they the off three times when they won two World Series. It's nuts. It's insane. Insane.
6: Take a break when we come back. More from you guys on the Thornton Sex line at 502-414-1450. Then we'll shift our attention a little bit to some thoughts on NC State, some uh, some things that have popped up this week, and some things that I've picked up on following some of the NC State sites and listening to their fan media members. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. It continues next here on 1450 and 961. The big X.
3: Students who can read by the end of third grade are 35% more likely to graduate. I'm Dr. Katie Jenner, Indiana Secretary of Education, here to tell you how reading 30 minutes per day can improve the trajectory of a child's life. Whether you are reading with your child or they are reading independently, this is one of the most important things you can do to help them succeed. Please encourage your child to continue reading. It's a small habit that makes a big difference.
5: Sponsored by the Indiana Department of Education and aired by this station. Here's what you missed on Kentucky Roll Call. Is Hall of Fame
3: head coach John Calipari. Recruiting is the talk of the town. What message would you tell U.K. fans that are getting excited about an upcoming class?
0: Well, you know, I I think we've, you know, kids want to play here. They want to be here. They want to, they understand the culture. But they know coming in what this is and what it isn't. It's about developing young people. You ready? And developing a team it's both and having people watch your team and say wow that is so enjoyable to watch man they play hard and they play together that's developing team the other part is developing individual players and we've done that from john to eric Bledsoe, all the way to oscar sheway developing players but you got to do both and so all i can say is we're recruiting the best players Kentucky Roll Call, weekdays 7 and 9 on the Big X Sports Radio. Get your Saturday morning wake-up call on Big X Sports Radio. Wake up 502. With Rashawn Myers, every Saturday morning from 9 until 11 a.m. Only on WXBW 96.1 and 1450 a.m. The Big X. Joined by the architect himself, Haven Harrington. They bring you all the sports commentary and opinions on both local and national sports you need to get your weekend started. Wake up 502. It's more than just talk.
5: Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. The work is unparalleled, it's prompts, the team's the epitome of professionalism. (laughs) You know, when I see an Allen Electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit AllenElectrical.com.
3: They'll never leave you in the dark. TJ Walker here for Shady Rays. Dropping a lot of money on sunglasses always seemed crazy to me. I'd wear them a few times, I'd lose them or break them. That's why I'm so glad I discovered Shady Rays. Polarized shades at a great price that you can try for 30 days risk-free. And even if you lose or break them, they'll send you a replacement pair. Plus, every pair you buy goes to fight hunger in America. Go to ShadyRays.com now and place your order. Use promo code BIGX to receive 25% off.
5: In 1947, Callista Smith opened his starlight home to the insurance needs of southern Indiana. In 75 years, we've become this area's most trusted agency. Today, our principles remain the same. Our qualified staff continues to build customer trust, providing unmatched personal service. We feature Auto Owners Insurance, an industry leader. Auto Owners stands for the best in life, home, car, and business insurance. Callista Smith Insurance, celebrating 75 years of service
4: mitch craig heating and cooling serving the Kentucky area specializing in residential change out mitch craig heating and cooling offers free second opinions if you get some bad news from your heating and air guy call mitch craig heating and cooling 812-786-0469 for a second opinion call mitch craig heating and cooling again 812-786-0469
1: But I want her that teddy
2: bear. She's got me saying sugar pie, buddy, darling and dear. I ain't seen the Braves play a game all year. I'm gonna get fired. If I don't get some sleep, my long lost buddy say
0: I'm getting into game. But I like it, I
3: love
6: it, I want some more
4: of it. Isn't this an Applebee's commercial? So
6: hard, oh, yeah, I absolutely. <play>. An commercial, and then it was um, the, I think I've seen this before, and somebody's correcting me. The National Predators, I know they used to. Okay. They would play it after every goal. And I went to an Avalanche Preds game, where the, the last one, but it was like seven to five. And it felt like every second, it was just like, I like it. I love it. I think they did it for every power play, too. I was like, oh
4: my God, make it stop. I like that like, you hadn't seen the Braves play all year. I ain't seen the Braves playing the game all year. we we'll not good the Braves' were when this song came out. Usually pretty good. I mean, this has been the nineties, so yeah, they were probably pretty good. Yeah. Why do why
6: are the Braves the, like the favorite team of every? It's I'm it, stereotyping here, but every like kind of country music loving person I feel like loves the Braves.
4: I think it's I think it's a little bit like you, you cross that you know uh, the, the what's what's the line the uh, the Mendoza line or whatever. Like you have your Cubs Cubs on WGN above the Mendoza, and below it, but you have TBS and Atlanta Braves. I don't know if you're using Mendoza line. <laughs> I, don't
6: know, I I have no idea what you're trying to say. <laughs> that line in Tennessee, right? No. The, Men, the Mendoza line is hitting, like,
4: what? Hitting below 200. Yeah, isn't there a line in Tennessee that begins, like, Mendoza or something? <laughs> I, Mandolin? I, I, I don't. The only Mendoza
6: line I know is not hitting 200 because it's named after a player. Who like, we never hit over 200? Who,
4: like, was always hitting below 200. I thought it was I thought it was somewhere in Tennessee too, but I think it is, I think it is the stems to the WD the, uh, the super stations of the '80s. So you think like Southern people just they they took took the Braves as their own, and then the Northern people took the Cubs as their own. A little bit, yeah, and also I, I don't know you didn't have, have a team in Georgia. I'm assuming I don't know if Georgia the entire Georgia is anything like Atlanta, but I I had a friend that lived down in Atlanta like in the '90s, and he said like. Yeah, you get you know if you don't pay for cable in Louisville, you get you know your three stations you know or Fox, NBC, ABC. uh, TBS was like part of the free stations down there.
6: Well, yeah, it's Ted Turner, of course. Yeah, so I mean,
4: like, so if you're living in Georgia, Atlanta, anywhere, I mean, you're getting Braves games without ever paying for cable. So I would, you're growing up with that. So I think that probably has a little bit to do with it as well.
6: I did applaud Ted Turner for like when he bought TBS, just buying the rights to stuff that he liked and just broadcasting it. Like he did the oh yeah, he like Braves games. Boom, we're going to show every single game. And then he was like, I'm, I I enjoy the movie Christmas Story. We're going to play it for 24 hours. I'm like, yeah,
4: that's he, probably what I would do if I had a TV show. The whole thing with WCW. Yeah. I mean, for a long time, they did lose money. And he was just like, I don't care. They're on my – I love wrestling. We're going to put it on. Also, I mean, you got to think, before what? Before the Marlins in 94, I mean, was Atlanta probably the most southern Major League Baseball team? I well, mean, you had the teams in Texas. Yeah, you had the Rangers. Like, yeah, I mean. But I don't know. I guess – I don't know. I guess I don't consider. I think Texas is the South, but I don't know. I'm going to think the South. I think you know, Atlanta, Mississippi. You think Southeast? Yeah, exactly. And then that's Atlanta. They pretty much had the lock on that entire Confederate area,
6: right? Yeah, they also had some good old boys too. You know, you had Chipper Jones. You had you know Bobby Cox was the manager, pretty much
4: an old school guy. Going a little farther, Bobby Cox is who built the Blue Jays originally. uh, Was our manager in '85 when we choked? He choked a lot. I mean, but yeah, you go back and think Dale Murphy. I mean, even before Chipper Jones. Uh, John Smoltz was a good old boy kinda. I don't think yeah. John Rocker sure was. <laughs> he was. Maybe too much of one.
0: <laughs> no Rocker. Uh happens, is
4: the
6: Thornton's text line. We'll take some uh we'll take some text from you guys now. Texas says, uh Is there anything to the rumors of Clemson meeting at the Paul at another conference this year? So uh, I purposely ignored this yesterday. There were all these all the usual suspects, whether the Mark Spears guy, the Clemson insider were doing this whole thing where it was like Clemson's figured it out. They know their way out of the grant of rights. They've got it done. They're going somewhere soon. Could be the SEC. Could be the Big Ten. Who knows? But they're out of here. And then today, it's all like all the Clemson people are like, no, they're not out of here. They're not not going anywhere. Every official spokesperson is like, I don't know how this started, but we have not figured out a way out of the grant of rights. I've said it before. I'll say it again. In the immediate future, nothing's happening. No one's leaving the ACC. If it happens, like. Two or three years down the line, if they do figure out something, then so be it. But for right now, the earliest anybody could leave, I think, is 2025, 2026. So they're stuck. Like And and so far, FSU and Clemson, UNC, these all these schools, they've found no loopholes. So they're like, I don't think anybody's going anywhere anytime soon. I really don't.
4: I just picture like the grand rights is like that math problem in the in, on the board in the school and we, think we need goodwill. To, yeah, we need the, Will Hunting just leaving it on the chalkboard. Yeah, a, that's not a picture like, like no one's getting out of the grand rights. Like that's why I feel like it is. It's like this math question on the board at like some high, in like the ACC headquarters. Like if you can get it right, you can get it out. Some janitor, Savon Anderson, South Carolina is going to figure <laughs> out our way into the SEC. <laughs> Will Hunting well, that was his name, right? Yeah, into the movie. Yeah,
6: great. <laughs> be a little bit less subtle. A little bit more subtle. It's, it's fine. It's a great movie. I enjoyed the movie. I, I told you. I, I went back and watched it. I loved it. Did you see the story? So you know, they have the the format is set for the first, I think, two years of the college football playoff, where they were going to give the five major conference champions automatic bids, the best group of five team in automatic bid, and then the next six spots were all going to go to like the, the, the best other six teams. And now that guy, I've a wrench has been thrown into all that because the Pac-12 doesn't exist anymore, basically, moving forward. Like
4: but, the State and well,
6: people. so like the, the, the people who are among the Pac-12, a.k.a. the Pac-2 now, they went back and they looked at the rule book and said they specifically, because conference realignment is always happening, they specifically put rules in there that said if a conference gets decimated by realignment, if they lose all their best teams, they still have the bid for two years. like They basically get two years to try to, to restructure themselves to add teams and then they'll reevaluate their status in a couple of years and see whether or not they deserve a, a power bid. So we are right now in a position where Washington State and Oregon State are arguing that the best one of them for the <laughs> next, next two years deserves an automatic bid in the playoff, which would be hilarious if, if like the best one out of those two teams goes to the playoff and then the second best team goes to the Rose Bowl. It's like, well, we're guaranteed a pretty good shot uh, at a... At a you know, Spotlight game in early January, but now they're trying to reconvene. They're trying to figure out how to do this thing. You know, five automatic bids, seven, and the group of five teams are saying, We want the other automatic bid. We want the two best group of five teams into the playoff, and it's all become kind of a mess. But that's what they're apparently going to debate tonight in their latest meeting.
4: I mean, I think we should move to the Pac <laughs> 12. I mean, yeah, <laughs> great access to the playoffs. Yeah, three chances. I mean, we'll
6: come back in two years. Don't worry about it. But they're basically saying, you know, Washington State and Oregon State are going to try to keep the, the back down, by 12 alive. Yeah, hell yeah, I would do the same thing. Good fight
4: for them, yeah. I and mean, it look, they're both pretty good this year. I mean, honestly, yeah, both of them made it in. I wouldn't be too, uh, I mean, how great would it be if Oregon State went in with DJs, their quarterback, and Clemson didn't get in?
6: If you're a DJ light like, you've got to be kind of thinking, do I transfer again, though, at this point? Like, I'll, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm playing pretty well. we got a good team. But I, next year, I'd love to have a shot at going to that expanded playoff. Not sure if we can do it, unless this, this – uh, you know, this hail mary from the two teams winds up working, but it's just kind of it's kind of a crazy loophole. That's like the Pac-12 technically still exists. So, what are you gonna do? Where about did your
4: little brother end up going?
6: I think he went to Ohio State. Did he okay? I know we, that was we was, recruited him, right? We did. He was supposed to come to our defensive lineman. Yeah, he, he was supposed to come to our like the Big Five Hundred Two b- BBQ or whatever. I Remember, he was a late scratch, oh, and that okay. and that was when I think shortly thereafter he went ahead and said he, he's yeah. in Oregon.
4: He, oh, he went to Ohio so yeah. State brother somewhat. Okay. Yeah, he,
6: he went ahead and said, like, I, sorry, I don't want to lead anybody on. I think I know where I want to go. I thought it was Ohio State, but, yeah, I knew he committed shortly thereafter. But he was – I think he was rated higher than D.J. U was coming out of high school.
4: I'd say a lot. D.J. was pretty, pretty highly rated. He was. He was
6: the number, I think, three quarterback. But this kid was number 19 overall player in the class of 2023. Mateo. 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 Texture says, just putting this out there, I'm probably going to bet against our basketball team. Well, <laughs>
4: We don't, need, we don't need to do that yet. Get your window up, by the way. Get it, uh, my window's down. No, mine's up, and I got people parking over, picking up their kids. Yeah, no, I had forgotten
6: about the carpool line. I've had it like
4: cut in front of people the last two days. I actually got lucky; like they didn't like block the the car the line today. They usually leave gaps. They do. Yeah, and, and it's common. I mean, if you're in the line, you should know better. But like, but I got delayed by like I guess there was like three cars like up against the fence, like you know. A, a, from the gap over, and, like, I had to stop, though, because some guy, like, the third car over got out of his truck and just, like, standing in middle of the road. I'm just, and I, 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 I don't know what to do at this point. Like, I'm sitting here in my car behind him, like, not I've been there before, and I'm, like, do I honk? I
6: was late why? for a show one time, because, like, I couldn't get anybody to move for, like, 10 minutes, like, like look at me. I was, like, waving out my window. I'm, like,
1: but, I, just, but, like I need to go to the radio station. But
4: this is even, like, honor, because this guy, like, gets out of his car. He's, like, I guess he just wanted to stretch, but he's just, like, and he's doing like, he's like, he's like bending over at his, you know, his waist and kind of stretching his. And I'm like, does he not know I'm behind him? I mean, it's annoying. Because if he does, then I kind of want to hit him with my car. <laughs> like, how, is that a bad thing? I
1: don't know. I mean,
4: <laughs> uh, real quickly, I got
6: two funny, uh, comfortable general stories that I wanted to, to get to. We'll go okay. back to the text line in just a second. So, NC State's wearing their glow in the dark uniforms on Friday night for
4: the. Are you making a joke or do they really glow? No.
6: We, we have glow-in-the-dark uniforms that we're wearing for the glow game against Virginia. What?
4: Can you hear that? I can It's like a forklift. Yeah. <laughs> Try to stay focused, buddy.
6: Okay. So we have – Adidas has made a bunch of glow-in-the-dark uniforms. State's wearing them. A bunch of different apparel companies have made these for specific games. So State's wearing theirs tomorrow night. We're wearing ours against Virginia for the glow game. I think a couple other teams have theirs that they're going to bust out. Georgia Tech is wearing theirs this weekend. Now – the issue is they're wearing them for a three thirty in the afternoon game, so <laughs> saw, like all their fans are like, "Well, I mean, uh, I hope they look good in the sunlight because we maybe we'll get like a ten minute glimpse of them if the game goes long enough." This but... supposed to be an engineering school, of, like <laughs> higher education. I mean, <laughs> I saw that I was like, "Well, that's you know, maybe not." I guess they're really banking on just not getting a primetime game the rest of the year, but they, they yeah, they're wearing them for they're wearing glow in the dark uniforms for a three thirty afternoon game against Bowling Green, by the way.
4: <laughs> I got to bring up Georgia Tech's schedule. Are you telling me they have no other option to, to pick from than a Bowling Green 330 game? Well, I don't think
6: they have another game that's like like us, where it's a weeknight game. You know what the schedule is. You can plan it ahead of time. I don't think they have, like, a Thursday night game or a
4: Friday night game moving forward. If they do, and they're, <laughs> they're doing this, and that's just dumb. I mean, well, because they play at my mi- Next week, they did it at 8 p.m. on Saturday, but it's at Miami. Um, I mean, they, they play North Carolina at home in, like, two weeks. They played they play Georgia at home this year. That's probably a day game. That would be a day yeah. probably. Like the, uh, that yeah. game is always at noon, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, it usually is. I agree.
0: Um,
4: and then other games would be Boston College, North Carolina, and Syracuse is left. I mean, yeah, probably none of those are going to be. I mean, North Carolina might be a night game because they're ranked, but odds are, yeah, you're, I mean, you're right. They probably, guess, don't have another night game. And they should have thought about that when they, well, that was that old Miss. Uh, yeah, I don't was, think they have any night games this year, really.
6: That's what I'm saying. They, they, they're, so they're wearing glow-in-the-dark uniforms at 3.30 in the afternoon. Do
4: these things really glow in the dark, by the way? Do we, We'll have we we'll find out tomorrow. <laughs> can we, tomorrow night. We'll see. So if it's all the lights on, you can really tell, right? I mean, this is like when you – We'll find out tomorrow night in Raleigh. We'll see. I'm,
6: I'm excited for our glow game. It's going to be fun. Uh, the other story that I want to talk about, Penn State this week, they're playing Northwestern. Northwestern's in the middle of a hellacious season as, you know, their coaching staff got fired right before the start of the year. All sorts of turmoil. They've been awful on the field. The fans have checked out. It's not a good look. Um, so uh, all these teams now, nowadays, for big games, you know they'll do the folding in crowd noise during practice. Even when they're not preparing for a big game, they typically will play. There's music. If you go to UFL practice, there's all sorts of Music's constantly blaring. Yeah. The, the players love it. They always do it. James Franklin, I guess at practice on Tuesday, was asked by his players, they're like, can we turn the music on? And he said, it's usually blaring. They were asking me to turn it up today. I said no. We have to be realistic about the situation that we're walking oh, into this no. weekend. So because he's expecting it to be so quiet against Northwestern on <laughs> Saturday, he's not allowing any sort of noise during practice this week so the players can be more acclimated to that situation.
4: What a great gut punch right there. I love I love so embarrassed. I like it. That's a smart move. I love it. I mean, I know. <laughs> I mean, he, he knows what he-, he he knows what he's doing, right? I mean he's just not like uh, like not um, purposely like the Making fun of Northwestern, like he he realizes it, right? I and mean, I think he, I think he's doing it genuinely. That's great. That's I really good. do. I, I don't I don't hate James Franklin sometimes. So you know, I mean,
6: they're used to playing at you know Happy Valley,
4: but it's, it's at his house though, so they will still have a crowd. I mean, they still have some noise, right?
6: No, I mean Happy Valley. So they're used to playing. you know, Whether it's a, it's a road game, they typically draw a big big crowd. Penn State, their stadium holds like one hundred and ten thousand people. It's one of the most raucous environments in college football. And Northwestern, Ryan Field, even on a good day, holds like 45. But they have not been drawing anybody this season. The team is terrible. They're not going to draw a crowd this weekend. And James Franklin was like, oh, North, you're right, you're right. North, North, "Northwestern's used to that environment. Other people may not be. It's going to be very different from what we played in last week. Um, I break part. I was thinking
4: it was Penn State was hosting for some reason. That's why I was like, Well, no, okay. that's the, whole, the whole point is they're taking the music away because they're mm-hmm. not going to be able to hear anything you know. Because Northwestern is going to be so quiet. Well, Northwestern will bring attendance wise. Penn State's got a decent team. Yeah, they're good. That's hilarious, though. So. Yeah. So,
6: James Franklin, I <laughs> you missed the whole point of the story for the, the first ten minutes. It' had been ten minutes. The, uh, the first ninety percent of the story. I think you were just. I thought you were on the same page there.
4: Uh, I guess not. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess not. I think you missed the entire
6: point. But uh, no, no crowd noise. Shot at Northwestern. But also kind of the,
4: the right thing to do. I did see like, is it okay to take a shot, Northwestern? I, mean, did, did, did I don't, had, don't think it's a shot. I think it's just a smart thing to do. I mean, it's true because I mean, they have suffered enough right now, right? I mean, They're terrible. Yeah. Last week
6: there was a one of these Twitter accounts, these, these college football accounts that has like a billion followers and, and posts really generic stuff. They, you know, they, they posted something about.
4: To be supportive.
6: What do you mean? It's
4: a billion followers, but they did, did post crap.
6: They do. I mean, there's, there's a, a ton of accounts like that that are just like, hey. Vote, retweet this if you think Colorado is cool. But, like, one of these accounts, they did this thing last week where there was video of Colorado preparing for Oregon. And, like, this is what sets Prime apart. They're playing the Oregon fight song and playing music to simulate the noise. I'm like, every team does this. Like, like it was a story this week that James Franklin isn't doing it because they're going to be playing in such a quiet environment. But I'm like, we don't need to – the, the whole Dion hype stuff didn't annoy me as much as it annoyed some other people. But then you see stuff like that, and you're like, we we don't need to emphasize him doing the same thing that 90% of coaches do in college football. Well, that's just
4: ridiculous. People that apparently don't watch college football claim they do. I still have a million day. followers on Twitter. That's, that don't make me nauseous, I know. You could have made an account like that. I, I, I could do that. I could put up stupid stuff. I'd th- do it without even trying. Um, yeah, people didn't. The, the, the coach has been playing the music during practice since like, the 90s. And this yeah, it's nothing anywhere near new. Texas says
6: now all I can think of is Mike doing the Elaine bit. He took it out. He took
4: it <laughs> out. Which one was that? Which what, 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 who was that, that she he was Jerry hooked her up on a blind date for that, right?
1: Y- yes. No, it wasn't a
4: blind date, it was somebody he knew. Like it was somebody, I want to say it was somebody he met at the hospital. Like it was a friend, but it wasn't like a close friend. Because it wasn't Watley, because Watley was the regifter, right? Of course, Watley has many parts to you know, from the regifting to becoming Jewish for the jokes. to Yeah, I think it was someone that, yeah, that Gary Jerry people. hooked him up. Yeah, so he can.
6: <laughs> but I do like when she takes her glasses off and blows on He took it. It out. <laughs> it. <laughs> Sextra says, speaking of Marquette, Shaka has killed it there. I think he's found his groove and is still only in his mid-40s. What would you think about the hypothetical hire if he has another good year? He's going not have to prove it with, with
4: more than just one season. Some coaches are just best at being in a, I don't want to say mid-level conference. doesn't mean to say the Big East because it shouldn't be, but not better with, with less of a spotlight on them. Like, a texas size spotlight, or even what would be a louisville size spotlight.
6: Maybe, but, I mean, you also have to to keep in mind, Marquette's fan base is more basketball-passionate than Texas's. Like, like, he's the show at Marquette. Like, yeah,
4: but it's still, even if it's more focused on basketball, being I mean, in fact, they don't have a football team, I don't think, at all. But. but they also draw more fans than Texas does for their home game. Yeah, but the media coverage is still probably more Texas, I would say. It's the size of the spotlight is still Texas, despite... It being the lesser of the two sports,
6: I would say yes, but it's also probably less critical than Marquette's media coverage. I mean, possibly
4: they were pretty critical enough to fire him. Well, because he won one NCAA tournament game in seven years. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, but I mean, yeah. so the Texas isn't exactly like who gives a bleep. but well, they do care, just maybe. Uh, Marquette does have a national championship. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's still a ton of
6: pressure on perform Marquette, and the Big East is a better basketball conference than the Big Twelve in some years. In some years um, yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's that apples and oranges, but I get your point. I think Texas is just a tough place to win, period, because you've got all that money. You've got all that pressure from boosters. I think there is pressure there, but then you go, like, it's not a great home court environment because the fans don't show up, and, and, you know, you're always playing not just second fiddle to football, but you're, like, fifth fiddle to football. Like, people just don't care
4: about it as much there. You got women's
6: volleyball there. Yeah, I man. I think it's just. I think it's a tough place to win. I think it's a tough job. But, but
4: Chris Beard did a really good job of embracing the fan base and, and and getting them rallied around it with the, you know, playing in the small arena, the one game, and, and that stuff. I mean, the year and a half he was there. Well, I mean, <laughs> still did a good job of it. He did for
6: a little bit. I mean, and yeah. We'll see what Rodney Terry does. See if he can carry over the momentum from last year. But I think it's a tough place to win. Uh, but as far as Shaka, I mean, I know that there was interest from Shaka when the twenty eighteen coaching. Circus was happening. I don't know if there would still be interest, um, but I don't know. I mean, he's still a little bit of a a mystery to me. I mean, they had a great year last year. They also flamed out in the second round of the NCAA tournament.
4: They weren't expected to be that good
6: last year. They weren't, yeah. Now you've got more pressure. I'm very curious to see what they do this year. They'll be a preseason top five ish team. They'll probably be, they'll definitely be top 10. Um, They won the Big East last year. They returned basically everybody from that team. Can he duplicate that success and can he have more success in the NCAA tournament? But if he does, yeah. I mean I, I would be I'd be fine with that. He definitely was worth the portal as well as anybody recently.
4: Shaka's still the only coach to win six tournament games but not a national title, right? Um No, because UCLA did it too. Right.
6: UCLA won. Well they didn't they didn't win, they played in six games.
4: Yeah, so so Shaka's the only one the Shock is They both lost in the final four. Yeah, so that would be five games.
6: They won five games, yeah. yeah. But didn't play in the national championship.
4: I think that would be the stat. You would have to go to the national title to do that, yeah. See, out of out of the, out of the play, and yeah, so I guess no one's gone the, no one's gone from play into Nashville. Or, or, Championship game, no. Two so, Final Four teams. Yeah, UCLA, BC. Yeah.
6: Texas is the last three years. Bob and I has been the OC at Virginia, Syracuse, and now NC State. The most incestuous.
4: The country. Big X Sports Radio.
5: Oh, there it is. Oh, oh there it is. There oh, there sport, it is. You gotta give me a Jeffersonville W two three OCK Jeffersonville. Here's what
4: you. son you gotta work late
0: sometimes i wonder
1: what, what i'm
0: gonna
4: do because no cure
6: for the summertime blues the cure for the summertime blues is brahm timber jeff timber damn it how many times am i gonna mess this up uh how many times we gonna forget to top the hour yeah, i need you to help me out I'm, I'm, <laughs> i mean you know some producers will play like Countdown music, they'll you know they'll, they'll get in your ear and say, "Hey, fifteen seconds."
4: I was into the conversation, which I've already forgotten what we were talking about. That's the issue. That's that's the issue. Well, I got distracted by two things during the break. One, your stalker over there.
6: We have we have fans staring in the window of the new studios here.
4: <laughs> it looks like the kid from Three Men and a Baby. I look into there. It was like so.
6: It, <laughs> there was like a seven-year-old girl that I'm assuming just gotten picked up from school, and she's just like staring in the window, like like hands cupped over her face, just st- for like ten minutes. And like, I don't want her to see me and freak out, so I'm trying, trying to kind of, like, wave. She doesn't see me at all. So so I just took a picture over my shoulder. I'm like, hey,
4: Trev, we've got fans here. They're standing outside of our building listening to the show. None come to my window, though. No, dude, thank God. The other thing that distracted me was I'm assuming this is fake. I haven't done any research on it, but if it's not fake, I hope it's not fake. Uh, it says, Kelsey and Swift are yesterday's news. Per source, Detroit Lions tight end Sam Laporta is now dating A-list actress Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie? Is a, it a T-Silent? Yeah, Margot is her name. Oh. I, 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 that that was a meme that was going
6: around for a long time. Oh, it yeah. oh, okay. Like, Margot Robbie is now dating. Yeah, and then they would do, like, Aiden McCool. It uh, was,
4: <laughs> was one that we saw last last year. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't think that that's happening. Although, Laporte is good. He's had a, he had a good, I've got good week. I've week. got him on one of my teams. So I was mocked for drafting him. I'm like, listen, I know. I, there's one thing I know. It's how to pick a tight end. I ah, man, my tight end suck. That's the one weakness
6: on my team. And I every time I was about to draft one that I liked, I was almost about to draft Laporte, it got taken right before me. So I'm I'm struggling. I've got the Joku, the dude from the, the Browns. Yeah, he sucks. He's terrible. And then I I am hoping Dawson Kincaid can be good for the Bills, but he's not done anything so far. So not great. Not great. Anyway. Uh we got sports gambling is happening right now. We asked you if you want us to incorporate into the show. Mixed responses, but I think the majority of people have said yes. Uh, we've talked about some college football ins and outs. We've not talked a, a ton about Louisville NC State. Obviously, we'll talk the entire show about this tomorrow. Uh, you guys, the text line is filled up, so we're going to try to get to as much of that this hour as we can. Uh, okay. We have the podcast. I think it's been saved. We, yesterday's podcast was not good, but we know how to find them now, so we should be able to get them up now. I mean,
4: you people, you wanted it. Now you're mad about what it sounds like. I mean, about being hit. able to hear it? You can't have your cake. You eat it, too, okay? We just want you to hit play. We don't care if you actually listen. We just, we just
6: give us those downloads. We don't care what you hear. You're better off not hearing. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> not true at all. Uh, we got Lions Packers tonight. We're excited about that. Um, yeah, we're pretty pumped. I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited. Uh, we got Western. I'm assuming you'll be able to hear the Western-Middle Tennessee game on our family of networks. Which game?
4: Western-Middle Tennessee. It'll be uh, here on 1415 uh, one FM. Boom. Right after us. Uh, close to six thirty pregame start. Six thirty pregame start. Seven thirty kickoff with my man, my man, Randy Lee. (laughs) Okay, as college. (laughs) What? (laughs) Western is a seven point home
1: favorite.
6: It's the first conference USA game for both teams. the The Blue Raiders are one and three. Western is two and two. Only other game tonight in college football is Temple at Tulsa, which will be on ESPN at seven thirty. Tulsa is a three point home favorite. I didn't realize that we actually like tomorrow night's slate in college football is. Pretty damn good, like is it? I, like we play at seven, which is I I thought was the biggest game, but at nine o'clock on FS1. It's a ranked Pac-12 game, number ten Utah at number nineteen Oregon State.
4: Ooh, that will be good.
6: And then at ten fifteen on ESPN, at ten fifteen on ESPN, you get Cincinnati at BYU. So you can do the I hate Scott Satterfield parlay, taking Louisville to cover the spread against NC State, and then BYU to to win straight up against Cincinnati because the Bearcats are a one point road favorite. I mean, we'll have a uh, former card, Aiden Robbins. Rushing for the the Cougars against his old coach, he hasn't been doing very much, assured. and they haven't gotten him very involved. But uh, Keaton Slovis is the quarterback out there at BYU, they're they're off to a decent start. I'm surprised Cincinnati's a favorite in that game. But if you want, if you hate Scott Satterfield, tomorrow night could be the night for you to get the, your parlay in.
4: I just came across uh, a nice summertime list, and just I, we won't go over the thing, but. It's, I guess, Clutch Sports' top thirty greatest college ball players of all time.
6: I saw this because people. The oh, reason I okay. saw it is because
4: you know that Louisville fans were very upset because Lamar Jackson. Lamar's and not. not I him. was gonna ask you. So, have you seen it? So, I guess asking you who you think number one was probably futile, right? I, I didn't see the list. I just saw that Louisville fans were upset about it. Who would you? Who would you think is number one? Who do I think is the best college ball player of all time? Or I mean, maybe not your opinion, but he, maybe the Clutch Sports thinks this. Um, Archie Griffin. Only two time he, Heisman winner. He's actually two, which I think that might be a play on his two Heisman's, but I could be wrong. Um, sorry, there's a buttload of running backs on here. Herschel Walker. He is, yes, number one. Yeah, Herschel Walker, number one is Barry Sanders. Three. Uh, Barry Sanders is number eight. Uh, um, actually, all running backs in the top uh, of the top ten, eight of them are running backs. Only two non running backs. Tim Tebow. Tebow, who's at three? Tenzing was the third best player. Yes, he's number three, non running back. Okay. Um, the other non running back is actually number nine, right ahead of Ernie Davis and behind Barry Sanders. Maybe one of my favorite players in the nineties, especially not to play for Louisville. Ty uh, Frazier. That's correct. I said nineties. Like it was a giveaway. Uh, yeah, I should have said nineties. I mean, but Ty Frazier really number nine ahead of ahead of Eric Dickerson. I mean, these lists are tough to do. Where's, like OJ Simpson, uh, OJ is not even no even on here. Bo Jackson. O.J. is 24, which is clearly biased for, for post-career. For murdering people. Yeah. I mean, okay, listen. Uh, I, I I get it. He won the uh, Division two Heisman winner or whatever, but Jerry Rice is number 12. Oh, is he? No, that's not, no. that's no, That's no, just no, ridiculous. No, 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 no. Now, uh, uh, Sue is number 13 right behind him. Sue? Yeah. Is Dominic Sue? Yes. I mean, if you're gonna do that, you might as well put Clowney on there. He was probably more impactful as, in college anyway than Sue was. No, because Sue was a beast, but yeah, that's it's it's tough to pinpoint. I mean, Charles Woodson would be should
6: be higher than him. I mean, yeah,
4: I mean, this is yeah, this list is Ricky Williams is 16. Ricky Williams should be on there. I'm fine with that. No, it should be probably a little higher. Okay. I mean, if we're talking about co- actual college. I mean, if, if you're doing that, then you you got to take the pros out of the equation, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then, I mean... Which is why Tommy Frazier's the top ten. Yeah, which is why, I mean, you say what you want about him. Ron Dane probably should be hired 19. I mean, the guy retired as the number one all-time leading rusher or he left college football. I love how mad lists gets you. I mean, just something. Yeah, it just... It, it does. John Elway's 30th. Where's Marcus Allen? Marcus Allen, that might be one of the best ones they put on. He's number four. Okay. Which that, that is... I am okay with that. I mean, if you're going to be in the top 10, you definitely should have a Heisman, right? I mean... Yes. Yeah, I would think so. For the most part, unless, I mean, you're. Like, Do they have, like, Peyton Manning in the top 10? Uh, Peyton Manning is on the list. On the list? Yeah, the only quarterback. Ben, by- ben Chung is number 28. Ben Chung was great. I was thought. Oh, fan no, fan. I take it. Like Pey- I there's Peyton Manning, Manning at 26. I'm oh. sorry. Manning's at 20. Poor Manning right behind Deion Sanders. He just keeps getting shafted by the DBs. <laughs> 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 I mean, listen, I, I, I'm sure there's an argument for it, but Bronco Narwinsky at 22. I mean, how can you really? like, I don't know these lists. That's why it's, they're all just. I, I feel like the, the, fodder for conversation. I feel like nothing the Gen more. X kids, like the, the the Gen Z kids, making this list around the, the computer, going, "We should put an old guy, right? Well,
6: yeah. Who's I mean, your
3: dad like? How's you your compare,
4: grandfather like? It's like when people
6: we, we would do the college basketball list all the time. Like, how do you compare George Mikan to like a, a, a
4: dominant center from like? I mean, I think it's based on how they they dominate their era, right? I mean, it's, that's, it's the only thing you can do. I mean, if you if you dominate your era, I mean. Then that should, I mean, that's the reason why I would probably put Mike in probably higher than most people would on list. He's a 6'10 white dude, you could dominate today. Yeah, of course he would. 99, almost 100% of everyone that played before 1975 would be dominated today. The
6: first time that I
4: ever got just
6: roasted online when I, when I started doing radio, because I, you know, I, I foolishly thought, like, you know, I'm. When, when I would do radio part-time, like, I, I felt like I got a pretty positive reception. The website was doing really well. I'm like, I'm gonna, people are going to love me. This is gonna be, they're going to agree with all my takes. This is going to be great. And so like, it was like the second week of doing the show. The topic of Johnny Unitas came up, and I had the audacity to say that I don't think Johnny Unitas would be, like, a dominant college football player if you took him from the, the, you know, the 60s and dropped him into Louisville today. I mean, he was, like, five foot 5'8". So yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be. Yeah. I didn't think it was a hot take. There was like a whole like eighteen page thread on InsideTheVille <laughs> about about wrong like, you were foolish comments from Mike Rutherford about Johnny Unitas like all this stuff like he's he's too young he doesn't know and I'm like I'm like I get that he was great for his era I'm great I, he has a arm strength that probably holds up today. But he's like five foot nine, one hundred and forty pounds. Like he would not be a Heisman Trophy winner at U if you put him in there today.
4: Is baseball maybe the only sport you can transition someone from like a different era to a modern era? I mean, I think even that's limited. I, mean, I think you, I agree. You're right. I mean, talk about Babe Ruth being a massive man. He's like six two, hundred eighty pounds. Imagine Babe Ruth seeing like an Aroldis Chapman two seam
6: fastball that breaks like six feet off the plate oh, now at, at ninety nine miles an hour. Like one pitch, he dropped the bat. Like I'm going to the bar. Yeah, I mean that's I it. Mean, it's a different game, and like I think the the equipment's changed. That's part of it too. The trainings has changed. All the you know, there's just there's way more.
4: Yeah, I mean I'm just saying, stuff I, going on. I'm not saying it does perfectly, but I think if you had to name, I mean, I, I guess I don't know maybe golf, but would, would be a different sport or not a hockey. I can't talk about, but like uh, between baseball, basketball, and football, or baseball, basketball, and football. Baseball would be the, the, the one that you could maybe, I think, find maybe one or two guys. It'd be the closest. But even like, then, like the— And the, that'd be probably a pitcher. I'm probably not even going to hit Maybe make Steve Carlton. Like he did pitch into, like, the 80s anyway. I mean,
6: maybe. it was so rare for guys to hit the upper 90s in, like, the 90s. I mean. Oh, yeah. And now, I mean, it's it's the norm. Like, you've got true. bad bullpen pitchers coming in who still throw 97, 98, 99 with regularity. And I think that's the thing that's becoming true across the board. Like, I've got friends now that are starting to have kids that are playing— AAU travel baseball at 7 8, and some of that are, are playing in high school. And they're like, dude, everybody throws 90 now. Like these, you've got 15 16 year old kids every weekend that are throwing like upper 80s, 90s. That was kind of unheard of when, when I was growing up. Like, it was very rare to run into a kid that had that type of gas. And now I think, I don't know if it's just the teaching or, or kids learning earlier, but it's uh, it, games are changing across the board. In
4: fact, like the, only, the, only, the only NFL ones I've ever like would like discuss would be, you know, Jim Brown or maybe John Mackie. Like, because they were just so huge with their sides alone in the seven. It's just hard, so hard to tell. But even then, you would just be, I mean, you're just like, I mean, yeah, it's it's almost impossible.
6: I'm curious to see how, like, when we go back, because even now going back and watching games from, like, 2001, 2002, 2003 in basketball, it looks different, but, you know, it's still, it's relatively close enough to what we see today that you can, I'm like, it hasn't changed that much. It's definitely changed. I think that but I remember when I would watch. Like, I, I got videos of the DVDs of us winning the, the championship in eighty and eighty six, and I was watching those in like you know early two thousands. And my dad is like, you know, I, I haven't watched these games since then. It's amazing how small everybody is and how slow the game looks. And it's you know, it was this is before the three point line. It was definitely a different era. Yeah. But I'm curious, like twenty years from now, if I look back and watch like our twenty thirteen national title, and I'm like, this is a different game than what's going on here, I, I'm, or if we. At some point, like you hit, there's, a, there's a maximum, there's a peak where it's like this is the the highest the game can possibly be played, and this is the closest you can get to it. And so the difference between decades starts looking smaller and smaller as time goes on. I mean,
4: can we evolve anymore? As That's athletes? what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, we're already at like, seven, foot two guys out there dribbling and playing point guard. I mean, everybody's
6: gonna be Victor Wembanyama in, in 30 years. And don't get me wrong.
4: I mean, we saw. I mean, I mean, let's not forget Magic Johnson was you know six nine playing the point guard in you know 40 years ago. So I mean, it was was I guess, unheard of, but still, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, I just can't imagine how we could evolve anymore athletically. I mean, I just, I, I mean, short of being like eight foot one, I mean, I we've already seen Yao Mei, seven, seven.
6: Yeah. it crazy.
4: It'd be insane.
6: Wild stuff. Did you know, Trevor, this is your, your second trivia thumb oh, of the day?
4: Yeah, let's go. Trivia time. You know, Mr. 14 loves trivia.
6: And I bring this up because we got on the topic yesterday of the anniversary of the Florida State rain game. They did. And you'd brought up, you know, it was nice revenge after they beat us so bad a couple of years earlier. And I said that was the last time that we've been shut out, was that 31 nothing loss yep. to Florida State in 2000. We have scored at least one point in 291 consecutive football games. That's the 10th longest active streak. In all of FBS, it's the second-longest active streak in the ACC. Who has the longest streak of consecutive games scoring at least one point in college football?
4: I bet you're going to ask ACC. Boy, um, well, you can answer both. ACC, I don't know why I'm going to say North Carolina.
6: Virginia Tech is the correct answer. Ah. They, are number, they are fourth on this list. I knew, it, I knew it wasn't
4: going to be like Clemson. Or, I knew it was going to be something like kind of ran, you know, not random. but yeah.
6: yeah. 361 straight games they've scored a point. But who has the
4: most? Um... Boise? Boise is not Boise is sixth on the list. Okay. So that's a good guess. This
6: is an SEC power. It's Florida, actually.
4: Uh, okay. I would have yeah, probably gone to Ohio State, Michigan, before I did that anyway. But, yeah.
6: They have scored 440, in 440 consecutive games. So if Kentucky beats them this weekend, just go ahead and shut them out so we can move up this list.
4: So what does that take you back to? 440. How many years is that? A lot. I mean,
6: <laughs> if 291 takes us to 2000, then this is taking them back into the, what, the early 80s, late 70s. When
4: they really sucked before...
6: Spurrier got there. They were
4: were good in the 80s, really.
6: The rest of that list, by the
4: way, TCU is second.
6: Georgia is third. I mentioned VT is fourth. Nebraska, Boise State, USC, East Carolina has scored in 316 consecutive games. Then Alabama is ninth at 300 straight games. Louisville checking in at number 10. But Florida, again, if UK is going to beat them this weekend, just go ahead and shut them out so we can move up to number nine on this list. Let's make it happen.
4: Kentucky knows the thing about streaks uh, against uh, Florida. Last time, October twenty ninth, nineteen eighty eight, uh, Auburn beat them sixteen nothing. The next year, Spurrier got
1: there. That's hmm. crazy. There's this
6: five hundred two five hundred two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton stacks line. I like that we're getting. I'm going back and looking at the text, and these were just about the most abrupt commercial breaks, and it was the first time that it happened. So
4: <laughs> and it's happened since the <laughs> end. So it's happened again. We were <laughs> bragging about you we're like that's the first time it's happened all week.
6: Yeah, and that just happened. That the last same time.
4: segment did it again. Yeah.
6: No. <laughs> what the bleep just happened? Did I hear Trevor say goodbye and then send it to the loudest commercial ever? <laughs> uh, Texas, I don't have fin- to worry
4: about this segment. We're good.
6: Texas I have a feeling Chris the Plumber is going to become Angry Guy number 2 if you all keep engaging him on politics. Yeah, we'll move on from the politics. And we're not talking. We're, I'm not hating on his politics. I, everybody's allowed to have the group where they want We are, for. yeah. We're, we're an open show. We're just, yeah. we, uh, if anything, we just make jokes about it.
4: Trust, Trust me, it. I make fun of both sides of the party. We're not I so.
6: Texas Maya Bagels is amazing, Mike, but I have to say I may be in the minority here. They put way too much cream
4: cheese on their bagels. I get the cream cheese on the side when I get it. And any cream cheese on the bagels is way too much, though. I've had a good bagel them forever. You let me wanting to get a bagel tonight. Bagels are great. We get my
6: bagel. i I'll usually get the, the bacon, egg, and cheese on a plain bagel or uh, a salted bagel, and then I'll get, like, two jalapeno cheddar bagels with the garlic and herb cream cheese, but I get it on the side. Because, like, I don't put as much as they do. They definitely put a lot. It's New York style. New York apparently just slathers cream cheese all over their bagels. Yeah. And so when I get it on the side, I end up having, like, enough for more bagels as the week goes on, which is great because the, no, I mean, their cream cheese is delicious.
4: Jewish thing, heart disease, you know. Um, I we didn't have jalapeno. What was a jalapeno and cheddar? You said mm-hmm. I didn't have that in my favorite muffin. I'm not surprised. It's my favorite muffin. Well, but we had we had like 20 different bagels though, I and mean, we didn't make the jalapeno and cheddar. That's a good one. I'm gonna try that.
6: Texas, am I the only person that doesn't remember anything from the COVID season besides the fact that we weren't good and Sat was mad at players for opting out just to attempt to go to SE? Yeah, the the. The COVID year, I, I do remember us starting off in the top 25, and, like, we were one of the two conferences playing, so we got more attention because of that. And we had the Miami game. Yeah. After we got housed by Miami, it was pretty much all downhill from there.
4: That's when they scored at will on us, right? Yeah, it was
6: like 40. I think we ended up scoring a decent amount of points, but it was like 49, 28 or something like that. And, yeah, the, yeah then you had the every week you never knew who was going to be able to play. Like, you didn't find out until game day that we had, oh, we got 27 guys out because of COVID. Yeah. It was just such a... It was it was hard. We were doing the best we could, but it was it was not fun. And then yeah,
4: no, I mean, most of the team tapped out with the last few weeks. Right? I remember. Mean, then Hawkins didn't play the last couple of games or did Tutu, right?
6: Right, because well, we had like we went like three weeks without playing, and then yeah. Wake Forest had gone like a month without playing. And so we played our last game, which was meaningless because we had I think two wins and they had like three wins, and we beat them pretty bad. But it was like on December fourteenth or something like that. And then of course, I think the the thing that most people remember from that season outside of us just not being very good, was the Scott Satterfield stuff with South Carolina after the season. Because it was – if it had come on the heels of us – because we were picked to finish, I think, second in the ACC that year or whatever Probably it was. We like we
4: were, Wednesday. Yeah, but Florida State was still considered bad at the time. Well, no, it was – I
6: think we were picked to finish third or fourth because that
4: was the year Notre Dame was technically
6: in the ACC. And it was Notre Dame and Clemson were the two teams. But – so we had high expectations. We only won three games. And then Satterfield, in the middle of the, the pandemic where Uval's cutting costs and firing all these people, does the leverage play. Yeah, after he pretty much criticized guys who entered the transfer portal or who opted out of games because they were getting ready to go to the NFL draft, it was all just a terrible look. And, and that was really – that three-month period was never – things never got right with Scott Satterfield again. That, that, the
4: divide never got salvaged. That, that was when it really started to be bad. Winning would have been nice to make us forget about it, though. Texas says
6: the kick six was on CBS.
4: Was that a different alabama I, 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 I believe that Texer. I mean, I don't remember the, the Iron Bowls being on ESPN, really. I always thought they were always on CBS. No, the, the Iron Bowls have
6: been on ESPN a ton. So, so okay, okay, okay the, the kick six was 2013. The Auburn-Alabama game that is the most watched in ESPN history was 2014,
4: the year after. Okay. So yeah. it was off the coattails of that game.
6: Yeah, I because I think they, they go back and forth. Because if you're – because the CBS, they only have the rights to the 330 game. So if it's it's like if it's, if they pick another game, then ESPN has the night AB, SEC game. At least that's the way it worked before all the new television deals got into play. Texas says the Charlotte Hornets were the only NBA franchise not to ever play on Christmas Day.
4: Really? Even does that include when they were the Bobcats or the uh, New Orleans Hornets franchise? I don't know. That's a good question. I'm assuming so. but Well, no, because they say it wasn't as –
6: isn't that a relatively new thing?
4: No, it's – I mean, it's – 90s, is it really? Yeah, I think it's been going on since like maybe the late 90s. I think just never paid enough attention. And then uh I'm trying to, think, well, cause I, yeah, because the Charlotte recognizes their start in 88, and then they like take a gap in their franchise history and don't include now what happened with New Orleans Hornets, and they like resume as Charlotte Bobcats, and then now of course they're the Charlotte Hornets again. It's weird how they they consider their franchise history, which I guess makes more sense. I mean.
1: Hmm.
4: It doesn't matter. The history is bad anyway.
6: Texas says, in what world would the president not have control over the economy? We're talking about gas prices. I mean,
4: Yeah, that would be the gas company.
6: Gas prices are driven by global supply and demand. So, you know, <laughs> the irony of, like, when we're like, why is Biden the gas prices so high and they're, like, high all over the entire world, it's not
4: my thing. That's, I mean, does the, the president could control, like, the, the, the menu prices at, at Arby's, too? I mean, I guess if you want to say, like, he should be drilling more into – Wildlife here, all that stuff, then I guess that's
6: where you would come into play. But
4: No, no, not Bye, hybrid. Dexter
6: says, <laughs> Trevor, we had a pet alligator named Snappy when I was a kid. Nice. Look at that. Is that yes. all it says? Uh, it was actually. That's all, it's all you, a, you
4: have? A dwarf like, caiman. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, it's, okay. I was like, that's kind of like a short, uh, short text. Yeah, an alligator? That's all you're going to tell me? Uh, it's, um, I mean, that's like, that's like, okay, it's like a lizard. That doesn't count as an alligator to me, I don't think.
6: There's 5.2
4: feet, apparently.
6: Yeah, yeah. I want an actual gator. they live around 25 years. That's a hell of a commitment.
4: Because I think Scoots had, like, a weird animal. He had, like, a, a iguana or something, I think, at one point. It's not that weird. The ones that, what's the one, what's the one uh, that you chop off the tail and it grows back? It's all types of lizards. But oh. I didn't think iguanas are part that's of That's the one I think of the most. Yeah, I guess, yeah. The one Huggy Bear had in Starchkin Hutch.
6: A bunch of textures said that what you were thinking of when you kept saying Mendoza Line, you were thinking of the Mason Dixon Line.
4: Yeah, that's it. Same difference. Same exact thing. But, it's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, that's in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Yes. South of Mason Dixon. Yeah, that's 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 that was where I was going with that one. Okay. I probably should have picked up on that. That's, that's, that's I'm amazed that. you didn't, actually. Yeah. Good Lord, there's a lot of people telling me about this, too. Yeah.
6: I mean, Mason Dixon, what text do we have? Yeah, Mason-Dixon line. Am I the only one that couldn't remember Mason-Dixon line? It goes across a ton of states, but not actually, Tennessee's not one of them. No! <laughs> it separates four U.S. states, forming part of the borders of Pennsylvania, Maryland, Delaware, and West Virginia.
2: I thought
4: it was in Tennessee. No.
6: Sorry. I don't know what to tell
4: you. That doesn't seem very north. I, I thought Mason-Dixon was like a southern thing. That doesn't, That's not southern. Well, it separates the north from the south. No, 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 because that puts us in the south, and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to buy. Well, Tennessee doesn't
6: affect us at all.
4: Oh, well, then never mind. I still can swear it was in Tennessee. Does not Tennessee have a line?
6: Probably, sure. <laughs> I mean, the Mendoza line. Is he from Tennessee? Uh, yeah. Anything south of the Mason Dixon line is supposed to be considered
4: the south. Who what created the Mason Dixon like a fault line? I mean, what is the Mason? You're asking me? Wait, I mean, I just told you what it is. But, I mean, is it just a made-up line, or is there actual, like, physical proof of it? You can wiki it after the show. I mean, okay. I need some things I want to learn. I mean, we like
6: to teach. On your own time. On your own time. Texas Kevin Nash was super Shredder at the end of Turtles 2. Ah. Also, James Avery, who played Uncle Phil in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, voiced Shredder in
4: the cartoon. I did not know that. That part I knew he also... He also That's a great vo- fact. He also voiced, I think, Hogan in uh, the car- the Rock and Wrestling cartoon. Really, all, <laughs> the Rock and Wrestling cartoon had no actual wrestler voices on it. James Avery, jack of all trades, the man. And he's right about the yeah, I, I, I goofed up on that one. Yeah, he's a Super Shredder in the second one. Yeah, I, don't, I never really watched the second one as much. It didn't, it didn't, didn't move my Mason Dixon line.
6: Texas after Bromtober, we're going to No Loss
4: November. I like that. We've done that before, though, haven't we? That's, that's, that's not new. I feel like I've heard that phrase before.
6: No loss November? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure teams try to do it. I think you're thinking of no shave
4: November. I've heard that one, too. Yeah. Uh,
6: Texas says... No gambling statements.
4: No gambling statements.
6: Yeah. Texas says... Uh, T.K. Mason-Dixon line, not even close to Tennessee. Love the show, by the way. <laughs> I love when like he's like you're an idiot, but
4: I, I have to let you know I'm cushioning the blow by letting you know that I love the show. Okay, there's got to be somewhere in Tennessee where there's a line. don't no, no, the no one on a mirror. Texas,
6: also, I'm absolutely a Braves fan because of TBS in the '90s. I mean, that's how like I cheered for the Braves growing up in the '90s because my dad did, and he pri- primarily did because he he interviewed Terry Pendleton and loved him, thought he was like the nicest guy alive. Nice. And that was right when he went from the Cardinals to the Braves, and then we could watch all the Braves games. So I was into the Braves as a kid. And then it really took until I became friends with Danny, and I got to go to start going to Reds games. And it's hard not to when, you're like, I got to go to the clubhouse and, like, you know, see the stadium and all that stuff. Like, that's really when I got into the Reds for the first time. So I was, like, I was like 14, I guess. I was, Before then, I was kind of a Braves guy.
4: I mean, I, I, I became Blue Jays fan in circa 89, 90. But before then, it was mostly Reds and Cubs for me, which I know a weird combination, but I didn't know any better at the time. But it was mainly because you saw – I'd watch Cubs days games with my grandfather. And he also liked the Reds because he's a big P. Rose guy. But the Braves, I didn't grasp because they used to just really – it ticked me off that they would always, like, during they'd knock off WCW Wrestling on Saturday night for a Braves
6: game. No, I'm so sorry. And I'm
4: like, screw the Braves, Dale Murphy, bum. It's like how you say the Westminster Dog Show because it knocked – Monday Night Raw off I, every year. I, it was at one point I was like, maybe I'm a cat guy. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's why I hate tennis, too, because I did the same thing with the U.S. Open for a while. That's right. And uh, But that's that's the one reason why i like – I never had a problem with the Hawks games when they would do it because I liked watching the Hawks. Uh, you can get to watch Dominique and all that stuff back in the 80s and early 90s. But, like, yeah, Bra- when Braves would do it, it would, always, it would always irritate me. And I'd be like, oh, screw the Braves. For some reason, I've never been a Braves fan, and that's particularly why. The same reason everyone loves the Braves is the same reason why I don't like the Braves. I was so happy when the Blue Jays beat them in '92. I was like excited about it. I was like, Yay! It says, How is
6: Ruben Owens doing? And does he wish he was here? I think so. Uh, that's I a just, good question. How is Ruben Owens? Doing I just pulled. It? I looked after the first two games because I saw he had highlights where he played. He had a couple of moments where he flashed against Miami, but that's not like, good. You're not supposed to do that. Like on the whole, like he's not been. Great. He, so through four games, he's played in all four games. He's gotten carries and caught a pass in three of the four games. He's an A.M. right? Yes. He has twenty-seven carries for one hundred and three yards and one touchdown. That's a, an average of three point eight yards per carry. He's also caught six passes for sixty-five yards. Um, no touchdowns there. He carried seven times against Auburn last weekend in their twenty-seven ten win for just twenty yards. Uh, his long was six. So they're using him. He's the he's the primary backup, but he's not doing a ton. I I will pay money to any reporter, whether they're national or they're down there in college station that tells me the story of what he did with the tattoo. Does he still have five oh two tattooed on his left arm for the area code of a school that he wound up leaving at the altar? I need to know. I've gotta know.
4: I'm just got now wanna know who the Levion Moss is that relation to Randy or not. Why? Because he's the one in the back ahead of uh Ruben Owens.
6: I mean Moss is not that unique of a last name. I don't know it's a football player named Levy Moss. Texas, why doesn't the Pac-12 just take all the Mountain West schools? Well, I think that's what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
6: But is Boise going to go? I thought Boise didn't want to do it, though. Well, that, I mean, now. If, if, I mean, if everybody else is leaving the Mountain West, then you're going to kind of have to. So I think that you'll, you'll probably see a hybrid of – and they may try to take some teams from some other conferences, um, but the Pac-12 is probably going to be those two schools and then, like, six teams at least, maybe eight teams from the Mountain West, and you'll go from there. All right, we'll take a last break here. We'll come back. We'll, we'll take as many texts as we can on, on the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. Then we'll make our picks for tonight's football games, both in the NFL and the college uh, level. Reminder, West Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, you'll be able to hear that right here on 1450 The Big X. We'll be right back with more of the Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1. one.
0: Well, papa Thomas son, you got him. A-
3: there, potential golfers. Are you tired of feeling forgotten because you've never swung a club before? Well, it's time to tee up for some fun at Wooded View Golf Course, where beginners are always welcome. Don't let your lack of experience keep you in the rough. Our friendly, professional staff are here to help you swing into action and turn you into the ace of clubs in no time. Wooded View Golf Course is a fair way to spend your day offering a beautifully designed course that will
6: have you grinning from tee to green. Are you tired of overpaying for sunglasses that you lose or break in the first week like Trevor Kelsey? Of course you are. It's Mike Rutherford here for Shady Rays. polarized shades at a great price that you can try for 30 days risk-free. And even if you lose them or break them, they're going to send you a replacement pair. Plus, every pair you buy from Shady Rays goes to fight hunger in America. You can't beat that. Go to ShadyRays.com right now and place your order. And when you do, use promo code BIGX to receive a 25% discount on your purchase.
5: Until about 10 years ago, for any electrical work I needed at my house, I was always calling a different electrician, sometimes for the same job. Things weren't done right and they weren't done on time, but for the last 10 years, Allen Electrical has been the only one I call. The work is unparalleled. It's prompts. The team's the epitome of professionalism. (laughs) You know, when I see an Allen Electrical truck in a neighbor's driveway, I kind of smile because I know they're getting the best. Allen Electrical, your electrician for life. Visit allenelectrical.com. They'll never leave you We'll be right back. we in 1947, Callista Smith opened his starlight home to the insurance needs of southern Indiana. In 75 years, we've become this area's most trusted agency. Today, our principles remain the same. Our qualified staff continues to build customer trust, providing unmatched personal service. We feature Auto Owners Insurance, an industry leader. Auto Owners stands for the best in life, home, car, and business insurance. Callista Smith Insurance, celebrating 75 years of service
3: there is not a better feeling to have a smile on your face after getting your car serviced. That's how it works at Consolidated Tire and Auto Care. Serving Kentuckiana for over three decades fixing brakes, putting tires on, and servicing your car. And now, from a new and improved location at 3305 Preston Highway. Want to get your car running right and keep it that way? Get to Consolidated Tire and Auto Care, 3305 Preston Highway. Got a question? You can call them at 456-2220. Consolidated Tire and Auto Care, Total Car Care, and
5: the best brake job in town here's what you missed on kentucky roll call
3: is hall of fame head coach john calipari <laughs> recruiting is the talk of the town what message would you tell uk fans that are getting excited about an upcoming class
0: well you know i i think we've you know kids want to play here they want to be here they want to uh, they understand the culture but they know coming in what this is and what it isn't it's about developing young people you ready and developing a team both. And having people watch your team and say, wow, that is so enjoyable to watch. Man, they play hard and they play together. That's developing teams. The other part is developing individual players. And we've done that from John Walt, Eric Bledsoe, all the way to Oscar Sheewe, developing players. But you got to do both. And so all I can say is we're recruiting the best players.
2: Kentucky Roll Call Weekdays 7 and 0. On the Big X Sports
4: Radio. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, serving the Kentucky area, specializing in residential change-out. Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling offers free second opinions. If you get some bad news from your heating and air guy, call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, 812-786-0469, for a second opinion. Call Mitch Craig Heating and Cooling, again, 812-786-0469.
3: The panel Texas. They're talking about my Mason Dixon
2: lines. My Texas draw just killed him in Ohio.
0: In Dixon, and my New York player works fine. North and South, I've got two different ways of coming home. And what about
6: guys? Final segment here at the Thursday edition of the Mike Brother Show, 1459 is one of the big acts. Is that Mitch Craig heating and cooling spot that you voiced? Is that new, or have I just never heard
4: it before? Oh, no, I voiced that thing like three years ago. It's a,
6: it's, it's a very – I enjoy it. years,
4: actually, yeah. I like hearing you enunciate a little bit. That's, <laughs> my, that's professional, Trevor.
6: Also, we, do we have to hear the the John Calipari KRC ad every break now? Is that what's going to – I feel like we never heard it at the old stage. Well,
4: we didn't because, like, it sometimes gets scheduled during your show, and I would always replace it with something else because it was like, I don't know, just it, – you know, no offense to KRC. I just – so like a year it's and, a and a half old Louisville show. I mean, they don't, at least sometimes we don't play our promos during their show. I don't think do we have promos. We have a show promo. Yeah, so the one that you did two years ago on no. my birthday. No, no, it's the one with uh. uh there's one with Jeff Brom.
6: Oh, I don't, I don't think I've ever even
4: heard that. That's all right. You know what's to the station? I um, do. <laughs> I don't know when we're on the break. But uh, yeah, I just uh, yeah, but but I, I don't have like control as I used to. So yeah, it gets. I feel like it plays not, sometimes even twice in a break. I feel like I'm hearing it a lot, yeah. They're taking it out of your hands. They have. I don't know what's going on here. When, then it goes down, downhill after that.
6: All right, we got about 20 minutes here. If you want to get your thoughts heard today on the Thornton Sex Line, now is the time to make that happen. 502-414-1450. We'll try to get to as many of these as we can, and then we'll take a quick look ahead to tonight's action in both the NFL. Go Lions! And then the college football world with Middle Tennessee State versus Western Kentucky. Would you been here? Right here on fourteen fifty, the big eggs. How much do you
4: miss the bad strap, by the this way,
6: is my man Randy
4: Lee? Uh, I, I, honestly, a little bit. I kind of miss some good money for you. Yeah,
2: I mean,
6: it's a lot of work.
4: No, I mean, not really money was I mean, Yeah, I, if you kind of break it down, I mean, but paying the toll to go over there, and then when I'm there, I usually have to get DoorDash. So with that, it's kind of like I was maybe like paying like ten bucks a game to work. I mean, man, to, I but
6: uh,
2: I but do kind I of enjoy in, the company of Nick Kern. I enjoy the company of Ms. Nick and I'm
4: Mr. Nick. i miss talking to Jim. Yeah, I miss – I didn't miss listening to the Baskins. I enjoy listening to him. This is like Nick's summer now because he gets uh, a solid, like, five weeks off before local women's basketball starts. Uh, yeah, and like last year, I'll, 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 throw, I'll, I'll put Nick's business out there for everyone I know. No, he's uh, – I believe he's in Florida now. I think he, he said, like, right after – like, two days after the season ended, him and the wife are going down to Disney World with just him and the wife. Nice. Uh, last year they did. no kid. Well, last year they went with the whole family, and the kid. And I guess I mean I don't I don't get this. I have other friends and I I've kind of questioned it being weird that you know people adults going to Disney World without kids. But clearly, I, it's not that weird. I think it's a little weird, but um, his wife I guess one well, you know just a huge Disney fan, and they want to kind of be able to you know do all the rides and the and the, all the good stuff around it without you know having the kids and. You know, in-laws and things like that, and
3: I don't know. I, just, I don't. I don't.
4: Do you find it weird when a, two grown adults go to Disney World by themselves? I, I wouldn't do it, but to each their own. Like I agree, yeah. Everyone just enjoy it. I'm not, not. I don't judge. I mean, there's things that I do as
6: an adult that I'm sure some people would be like, "Ah, yeah, that seems weird." I voice. do a sports radio show with with Trevor Kelsey every day from three to six. I, I do like the image of, like, Nick Curran taking a selfie of himself on Small World Ride
4: and being like, show this to my daughter. Like,
6: t- texting it back to his parents, watching the kids. <laughs> the
4: daughter's very I think yeah. he's younger Virginia, so he probably doesn't want really but grasp it yet. I'm saying still. I just enjoy the... <laughs> but he's not going to suck it. it. But, but you know, as a true family man that Nick Curran is, uh, he said once they get done with their, their you know, him and the, the missus vacation, I think then they're all going, like, to Destin, I think, as a family with the daughter and everything. And they'll spend, like, a week or two down there and then... Pretty much he's coming back and starting women's basketball season after that. Yeah, really no rest for him. Because then he, women's basketball
6: season always, you know, we typically play deep in the NCAA tournament, which means we lead right from basketball season into early April, which is bat season. So he gets I like mean, one a week off. I think, gets,
4: um, I think he gets five weeks off between these seasons, I think he said. I think he, he has to be back for women's like early October sometime. Mm-hmm. Um, well, early October. I mean, I, I mean, early November. I'm sorry. Early right. November. Like the first week of November, something like that. he he, he mentioned it, but he was like I, he said he gets like five weeks off pretty much. That's what I, said. I figured it would be about that time. And that's so he's spending two of them on vacation in one week. Probably just at home. Chill. and he's he's a he's a hardworking man. He's out there, He's like James Brown, but you know from Trinity and White. I found out today Nick Nickern didn't go to Trinity, did he? Yeah, he went to Trinity. Did he really? I'm almost positive went to Trinity. I not know that. Yeah, I thought like you went to like you went to Trinity with him. Now he's younger
6: than I am. Oh, is he okay? Go rocks. I uh, found today. So my wife has to do this. She went to this conference last year. I don't know if you remember this. It was a conference well, She basically she went to Florida for a conference for work, and then brought COVID back. And we all yeah. I remember, I remember I, her bringing disease back. We all got COVID the second time, which was great. I am very excited that she's traveling again for work soon. But so she's going. She they found out her itinerary itinerary today. She goes in November. She leaves literally the first day of this trip. She leaves November sixth, which is the first day of the U of L men's basketball season. When we play UMBC. I'm like. Like, is the timing bad. I'm like the timing could not be worse. So like it's this is the busiest time of the year. We've got basketball and football going. There's gonna be a lot of interest in, in how Kenny Payne starts the second year. Like legitimately could not have picked a worse date for this to start. So um, I have to get like a babysitter to come over that night so I can actually watch the game. And you want me to come over? No, I, I don't. Uh, we'll, how desperate we'll are you to watch the game? Extremely. I mean, I've got to write about it. Are you
4: desperate enough to let me watch your kids?
6: No. I'll get it done when I get it done. I prefer that like, do I want to watch the game and work or have my kids die is the two options that you're giving me.
2: I, I don't, I, you know,
4: I'm slightly, I, it takes a lot to insult me, but your, your, your this lack of faith in my ability to watch over children baffles me. Well, your only advice has been to drug them, so. That wasn't my only advice. It might have been my best advice, but it wasn't my only advice. I'll see if Patrick's available. I also suggested you getting drugged, too, but, you know, you don't leave that part out. Trust me, I w- if I could, if that were an option right now, it'd be on the table. How long is she gonna be down there Probably a week or something, or four days? I think she leaves
6: Monday. That Monday, and then she gets back on Thursday. So we don't play again until that Friday, and then we have a football game. Uh, it's, a, it's not, that's glow game, is it? No, I think it's the week before. I think it's Virginia Tech is that. Glow game is
4: the third to last game.
6: So, right. I think Virginia Tech is that weekend before. It's a game, yeah. So no, that's home game. Right yeah, but they're, but they're both home games. Um, so no, I think about it, the Virginia game. Is that. That Thursday, that she'll get home, that God, this is the worst possible week for her to be doing this. Um, I told you, let me come over and hang out, man. I want to go to the Glow Game. She's not going to get home until like 9 o'clock on Thursday. I've been planning on going to the Glow Game.
4: Well, I don't want to go to the Glow Game. I'd rather hang know. out with your kids than go to the Glow Game. I'd rather no. watch the game at ho- your house. Maybe I'll just bring the kids to the Glow Game. We'll just make, that, make it a whole night. All right, okay, it's to as many takes as we can. 513 four, four, right. four, 414
6: 50 Text says, what do you think about Jerome Tane's extension? We talked about this yesterday. Um, I mean it's, it's we, we looked at the buyout numbers for no reason whatsoever. We're just we're interested in coaches buyout numbers. we're inquisitive people and I think it's six million for the first year and then it will go down to four million uh December twenty first. So basically if Louisville wants to get Jerome Tang, whether it's this year, next year, twenty years from now, his new contract is gonna do nothing to prohibit
4: us from making that happen. Yeah, six million dollars is just, yeah, nothing. Texas says
6: what's the spread tonight if Mike whips out the actual Foley Lions jacket for Thursday night football? I would love to.
4: He didn't wear that to the Beverly Cup Cop 2, I don't think. I don't think he wore it in Beverly Hills Cop 1. He only wore the – He talking about the leather, like kind of leather, leather. Yeah, dress. I used it for like the show tweet. It's on like the line. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. The, the, the picture that I put out there. Right. Well, I, okay. I think like no, that's not the picture. I was going to say, I retweeted it. I don't think I saw that. Yeah. I, originally, I had
6: it, and it didn't like load for some reason. So, I just went with like the line snapping the football picture. Yeah, that's
4: it. I say that, yeah. Um, yeah. that's from two 'cause because the, the famous outfit in one is the um, – the uh, the t shirt he wore his actual high school t shirt he wore from Detroit I forget what it's called Mumford Athletics I think or something from Mumford. High School I think it's yeah it was an actual his actual high school t shirt I like that you know, that was kind of cool and then of course it, look if you got famous you'd rock Wagner care oh uh, yeah I mean and then, of course it became very popular in the eighties because it's that popular the movie I love it i still can't believe you've never seen any of them. I've never
6: seen I know I need to watch it because sure. when Sean Moss said you need to watch it then I'm like eh, I probably need to
4: watch it. I mean the second one even the third one you don't have to watch but the second one is
6: Texas says,
4: uh, "Oh God, this is the angry guy again. Lamar isn't on the Lamar isn't on the
6: list due to his lack of winning football games.
4: I don't think that's relevant when you talk about impactful individual players, right? On the I mean, I think it has a ma- It matters, but it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be like the end all be all, especially when you talk about top thirty. It definitely matters. If I go through that list, I promise you, there's of those thirty names on there. Some of them didn't win great football games, a lot of football
6: games. Texas Mike, do you remember the Hard water Zest commercial?" It started with a shot of the false fountain, and then the best jingle ever. I sang it to my wife the other day, and she looked at me like I was insane.
4: I Is, are you talking about Zest the
2: best? You're me? not fully clean. Unless you're zestfully zest clean. I'd Is
4: spent the, at least two decades of my life getting out of the shower singing that.
3: I would always sing
4: when I got, like, a dose of – I don't think that's what they're talking about here. I think they're talking about, like, a local – You you. snap the towel behind you, and you're like, zestfully clean. I, do it all, I still get out of the shower and do it. I would always, whenever I had a quenching drink of, of um, like, water, or even if I got, like, like a like, the,
6: the water was, like, fresh, and like, like, I put my head in after, like, a baseball game or something, I would always, mountain, valley, spring,
4: water. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <remember> that. Mountain, <laughs> valley,
6: spring, water. <laughs> I just jingles. We don't have jingles anymore. Oh, I agree with
4: that one percent. said Jingles is a, is a uh, yeah. Give me a break. Give me a break. Break me off a piece of that
6: football cream. I used to, so this, <laughs> this <laughs> is going to shock you, but when, when I was a little kid, I would make, like, Videos where I would do like sports shows, and I would have my own commercials. It was always the same, like two commercials during the break. It was the "You're not fully clean unless you're zestfully clean," and "Give me a break, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar." That was all. It was all. This is the only commercials,
4: only sponsors we had for for Mike's sports talk show as a four year old. You get gain more sponsors. Well, I mean, it's more sponsors than you got for the adult version. <laughs> <laughs> do they still make zest? I don't know. Do they even make bars of soap anymore? I don't do people know. just use bars? I use, I mean, I use body wash. Don't you? Yeah, I do. Do, I, do people even use soap? I think some people do. I mean, I don't mean, like, like, like dirty, but I mean, it's like, like, I just figured that most people, like, majority of people just use body wash now. Texas says, I think
6: Trevor just admitted that the NBA is more talented and better now than it was back in the 80s and 90s. I am
4: The athletes are bigger and better, yeah. That's, a like easy. Well, not all, but yeah. I think when you talk about, like, the transitioning from especially the 90s and 2000s to today, it's not as much the athletes as the style of play that's allowed. But and when you talk about the athletes, I talk about the evolution of the big men.
1: Yeah. I mean, you say,
4: well, could, you know, would, a, I don't know, example, I don't know, Bob Lanier. Uh, would Bob Lanier be able to handle going on the perimeter and guarding, you know, Dirk Nowitzki? No. But he would He would have to worry about it since Dirk Nowitzki would be fouling out at halftime trying to guard him on a low block. You know, it's, it, it goes both ways. You should know about that. Dirk Texas says Nancy's is better than my's. Uh, I've been to that that the Payne Street
6: Bakehouse. <laughs> I was about my mom. I was like, "What?" No, <laughs> I, I've been there once. It was it was good. I, I did not like it nearly as much as I like my bagel.
4: Cutter. Don't forget, I also worked at uh, Bugles Bagels as well. Yeah. Bug- well,
6: Bugles is not good.
4: Texas says uh,
6: worked is you saying Texas, Aiden Robbins is out for four to six weeks with broken ribs. He's not playing at SAT tomorrow night. Unfortunately, well, that sucks. I had him on the fantasy team. It was Mike, a week from now after gambling has taken everything from you and ravaged your life, Trev catches you unlocking the Big X radio window before you leave. When you show up later that night, you find a key and a blanket, and you smile. You show up the next day, and you tell resident producer and friend Trevor as he takes tokes, Hey, Trev, thanks for the blanket and key. Trevor, I don't know nothing about it. Mike, then who put the key next to the mic? Trevor, you hear what I just said? Don't you have work to do? I got this big Montana to eat.
2: Oh, I love it. That's a good <laughs>
6: Texas says the South Carolina, uh, Satterfield stuff happened before the Wake Forest game because I remember a ton of people booing him at the game. FSAT. I
4: don't uh, mean, they might have been booing him any other reason, but yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I couldn't
6: remember if I it was before. It. I remember that game was played so late, so that would make sense. But I just remember hearing about it that week, and I remember finding out, like, I remember finding out that it was like out there when I was at a Christmas light exhibition with my my daughter and my niece. I remember being like, "Oh my god, I gotta go home and like talk about this." I, I'd heard that it, it was one of those rumor deals where like people are texting me. They're like, "He's taking it. It's done." Like I know this person and they know this person. I'm like, "I don't think it's done, but I know that it's out there." And then when it finally broke, I'm like, "Of course I'm out looking at Christmas lights." Uh, but it, I, I, I didn't. I didn't. I thought it was after the Wake game, but it's I got you. Right? It's direction. No, it was, we were walking through.
4: Yeah.
3: Text, has Trevor
4: ridden a horse yet? No, and you have one. You won't let me ride it. I do. Didn't you buy a horse? No, I thought you saw you tweeted out you bought a horse,
1: and, yeah, that was the
4: other micro Oh, the
6: one that has money to buy horses. Well, tell that dude, I want to ride
4: a horse. You thought I bought a one point seven million dollar filly? I mean, I don't know. You make a decent amount of money over there. Yeah, yeah. You, got, you got that zest money coming in. <laughs> <that zest> money. <laughs> I
2: still want to ride a horse. If
4: someone owns a horse, I mean, or you know what, even a donkey for God's sakes, like just hit me up at Trevor Kelsentor. I want to ride a horse.
6: Texas says, did you see that Cindy and Howard are set to play a home-and-home home series? Cindy and Howard are set to play a home-and-home oh, home series. Not sure what Wes Miller was thinking about scheduling that, but it's always great to see the top mid-majors play each other.
4: The way you said it so quickly, at least said Cindy Howard. I thought it was like Ron Howard's wife or something.
6: I did not see that they're playing a home-and-home, home, but that's i mean—that's kind of a cool thing. I don't know why you would schedule that game, but
1: okay. okay.
6: Uh, so Howard.
1: Chris Palmer says, I'm not angry. You get what you vote for. People have the right
6: to vote for whoever they want. I love your show, Mike.
2: Thank you, Chris.
4: See, politics just works like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 we, we'd be a great country again. Don't have to agree. No one, no one has to agree on everything. You can still be a good. Guy. still agree. I like Chris the Plumber. I do. Too. I might need Crystal Plumber sometimes. Texas says on this
6: Mason Dixon line. I thought Trevor' his big thing was history.
4: Well, I'm, I, I, there's a lot of history, man.
6: <laughs> there's Clearly, th- I
4: missed one.
6: Texas says, Trevor thinks an earthquake separated the North. No,
4: I did not say that. <laughs> An act of
6: God is how we drew the Mason-Dixon line.
4: <laughs> I was... I mean, I just assumed it's a line, like a fault line. I mean, there are not, they're not fault lines in, 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 in the East. There are, right? I mean, there's one in Kentucky. Yeah. Texas, to add on
6: to your correct gas price commentary, the issue here is we don't refine our own oil. Our factories are built to refine imported oil because we're suckers. That's...
4: What do we do in Ashton, then? Hmm? Ashland. What do we do in Ashland? Isn't that a big, like, oil place? I mean...
6: Ashland, Kentucky? Yeah. When you go right by
4: right the border by West Virginia, you can't... There's a, there's a giant marathon oil tank. You can, you can smell it for miles.
6: Uh, okay. Gas prices are not determined by supply and demand. I mean, yes, they are. They are determined through a series of agreements and treaties with multinational organizations, and the current government can attempt to litigate, but... It really essentially boils down to how much the profit of royal families in the Middle East and the Russian oligarchs make. Think about it. This is too long. Uh, okay. First of all, everything
4: is de- determined by supply and demand in every aspect of uh, retail. Second, uh, there's always supply and demand for gas, so there's always a need. There's you can always jack up your price without ever worrying about anything. Pretty if much, are gonna buy it. I mean, there's just, it's inevitable. I mean, what the oil companies
6: made record profits when gas prices were the highest they've ever been. Trying to say like we you know we have to do this. Like no, the the
2: billionaires
4: will just keep making. Yeah, that's what billionaires do.
6: Texas
2: says, I don't – oh, my God. <laughs> Texas says,
6: thanks a lot, Trevor. Woke people now probably want to tear down Mario Mendoza's statue. <laughs>
4: Who's Mario Mendoza?
6: I think you're talking about the Mendoza line.
4: Oh. <laughs> Mario Mendoza. He also has a picture of that guy I was talking about. Yeah, I'll see that now. Who? No. Well, yeah. yeah.
6: <laughs> Mario Mendoza, is he – so he's the, the baseball – I know it's named after a player. The Mendoza line. Yeah, but and it wasn't Mario,
4: was it? It was Mario
6: Mendoza. So he is a. Oh, okay. In five of his nine seasons as a Major League Baseball player, he hit below 200, which is where the name comes from. His career batting average was 215. He hit four home runs in
4: nine years. Does he have a statue?
6: He plays for the Pirates, or played for the Pirates.
4: Played for the Pirates. His last game was with the Rangers in 82. though.
6: He played up to the 80s. Uh, he's not that old. I I, I thought the Mendoza line would have been something that was like coined in the 40s or
4: 50s. Yeah, I thought it was like with Moonlight Graham and stuff.
6: Well, Moonlight Graham was not a real person.
4: <laughs> no, he's based on, uh, what was it, Otto Nui or something like that?
6: Oh, I have no idea. I thought it was just a total fictional character. No, it's literally
4: based because it's the guy my fantasy leagues named after. The The, the league that I do uh, fantasy baseball in, uh, Otto uh, Nui, N-E-U, is how you spell his name. He, okay. he was the guy who I, I was actually... Uh, who Moonlight Graham was based on? He had the whole. Well,
6: no, Archibald Moonlight Graham is a real person. Oh, it right? was a real person. Catch okay. it
2: up. But well, so, well, this is, guy, so what is your story
4: about? It's the same dude, though. He had like he. Uh...
6: Archibald Moonlight Graham played from from Fayetteville. Played one game for the New York Giants on June twenty ninth, nineteen oh five. He was remembered in the movie Field of Dreams.
4: Okay, but the guy I am talking about had the same had the same situation. He did not have a fielding chance or a turn at bat. and Never appeared in another major league game again after coming in for one inning. This was in. Nineteen seventeen, but it's not who. No, it's not like Graham, but it's the, but little. I mean, it's the exact same like situation that the mm-hmm. were like Graham had. Okay. And this guy though, um, he died at thirty eight. It's crazy. Only I know who he is is because I gave uh, my my fantasy baseball like, the the site we use is named after him. Seems kind of obscure. Yeah, it's O T T O N E U. Uh, Otto New. New, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Let's play some picks for tonight.
6: I don't, we, right. we can do some gambling talk if you want to. Yeah, gambling's legal if you want to make uh, some gambling. Yeah. Legal. yeah.
1: Can we stuff's legal?
6: You can hear this game right here on 1450 The Big X tonight at 730. Kickoff is going to be covered by CBS Sports Network. Middle Tennessee on the road against Western Kentucky. This is a Conference USA rivalry. I think this has kind of become WKU's biggest league rival. The Hilltoppers are a seven-point favorite. First league game for both teams. Middle Tennessee is 1-3. and three. Western is 2-2. Two and two. Austin Reed likes to sling it but some big numbers. Does Western win? Do they cover the spread tonight, TK? What say you?
4: Uh, I say go top. I think the toppers do win. They've won four in a row in this series, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, in, in, in those four, they would have covered the seven points, three out of those four okay. in the last two years. So I'm going to say I'm going tops, and I'm going tops to cover uh, Western by 10. Is that your TK pick to click for tonight? TK lock of the night. I like the click to click. Uh, click to That's already been used by something, right? Oh, yeah, by everybody. I was I like to like to claim by the way I, before we go to heartbreak, I used the word uh, lock line before Mace, uh, Mike and Mike they stole it from me uh, much like I invented the Stone Cold Stutter and it was stolen from me
6: you invented the Stone Cold Stutter yes, I that's did. a topic for another day I want to get into okay
4: that. I did invent it I call it the reverse neckbreaker um uh, yes that is uh, that is my my uh, my pick to click is going to be what taking taking Western night minus seven.
6: I'm right there with you. I'm going to go. My pick to click is the under sixteen and a half. I don't think that we're going to get Western's offense has been a little stagnant in in recent weeks. Now, part of that was because they played Ohio State two weeks ago, but Troy also holding them to twenty four points is something. Traditionally, Troy's good defense. There it is. But that's
4: because I know Demarcus Ware went there a decade ago. I think Western wins. I think they cover the
6: seven. Um, Their CUSA title run starts tonight. Let's get it done. Uh, The only other games that are on. I mean, Jacksonville State plays Sam Houston. Who cares? Temple-Tulsa, who, who really cares? Tulsa's a three-point favorite. Any thoughts on that game? 7.30 ESPN. No. <laughs> just don't care
4: enough to even make a pick. Nope. Don't uh, give a – Temple easy. straight up on the road. There's a chance. Yeah, you could ask done. me tomorrow who the other game was we asked you. Oh, after I might for, I'll forget. And game I forgot you tomorrow. First thing we open the show is Trevor. Who was the other game I asked you to pick and you said no interest in it?
6: I wrote this because we have like a minute before this hard out happens again. I don't want, it, I don't want this to be three times today. 8-15, prime video, Lions-Packers. Lions are a two-point road favorite. They've won two straight over the Packers. It's the Big X Radio Bowl. Who wins
4: tonight? Are the Lions celebrating a 3-1 and start when we come into tomorrow's show? Lions are winning. Uh, you said it's minus two, right? Yes. Parlay it with um, with Western. I think Lions win by four. I'm going to say Lions win 24-20. I think it's a close game. I don't, I'm not a big believer in the Packers. I think they they lucked into a win over New Orleans.
6: I don't think Jordan Love was great the first week. He has not looked great since. Let's not forget New Orleans had lost Derek Card. Right. Lions were not healthy last week, and, and their only loss of the season. David Montgomery's back. The left tackle's back. The guy whose name I can't pronounce. He's back tonight. I'm Sewell, Sewell Yes. Uh, no. 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 Not not him. The other guy whose name I can't pronounce. Oh, Decker. No, not him.
4: That's the other left tackle. No, not, not the other Decker. We, we gotta go. We gotta go. We, we gotta go.
6: The Savani, who I can't pronounce his first name. Lions win. Lions cover tonight. I'm gonna say Lions win 28, 23. 30 seconds. Get it done. Go Lions. Beat the Packers. We'll be back tomorrow. It's game day tomorrow. Get fired up. Get ready. Wear your red. We're blacking out. They're trying to black out us. We're gonna red out them here in the city. We'll see you guys tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Go cards. Go Lions! Go top.
5: 1450 and 96.1 FM, The Big X Sports Radio, WXCW, Jeffersonville.